I heard something about you. Oh, yeah, what'd you hear? I heard you suck a mean cock. I sure do. Give me that cock. All you nerd robots out there like, uh, I only listen for the sound quality, not for the comedy. You're not going to be stoked. Carl secretly is in love with us. Thou'lt protest thy too much. Give me that cock. Episode three. Oh, no, 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 no. You know what? I miss penis. What a dick. What are you talking about? Are you a boner guy? What are you talking about? Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cousins. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that tells inside jokes about Warren Michaels, but you can tell they're really funny because we all laugh a lot. Yeah. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, a man who quit drinking just because it means there's less of a chance he'll run into Suttering John. It's Croge, everyone. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. Welcome to the show, Crows. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and that link to our Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. We just posted Stuttering John's leaked stand-up. Vinny came over here yesterday. I've never laughed so hard. I do. I thought we were going to fly through it. You two. uh, (laughs) It's over two hours. Surgically dissecting his jokes (laughs) was unfucking believable. Worse than I thought it would be. If you're not subscribing and listening to this, you are fucking missing out, man. This was unreal. Thank you, Crouch. I I do appreciate that. That was a lot of fun yesterday. A few of the things really took me by surprise and I hadn't listened to it yet. Yeah. It's like, oh. This is in his act? Oh, no. (laughs) Wow. Even if you listen to this show every week, it's worse than you can imagine. (laughs) Yeah, right, because I was surprised. (laughs) Yeah, somehow he got worse. It's unfucking real Uh, Coming soon, the one too many commentary episode. I'm way overdue on that. Tony from Act the Movies is getting subscribers now because people are going over there to to see that. So my bad. We'll get on it. Uh, Also, tickets are on sale now for our live show in Nashville on May 14th. Go to WATPlive.com. To get those tickets, the stage premiere seating right in front has sold out. Mm. People are asking about that, but there's still plenty of great seats available. Also, I'm excited to announce that the comedy show featuring Vinnie Paulino and Shuli Egar, tickets are now available. The show is at Never Never, and you can go to whoarethesecomics.com. We'll have a link in the show notes, and you can purchase tickets for $20 to that comedy show that we're going to do on the evening of May 14th after we do the podcast. Oh, That's going to be wait. a fun, fun day. Yeah. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comment section. Hopefully, we have some review girls on later to read those. But first, we'll be reviewing a show called Fly on the Wall. This was a suggestion from Ryan Rabalkin. We have both listened to it separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Dana Carvey. And David Spade, two Saturday Night Live alums, yucking it up with some of their friends who were also on Saturday Night Live or hosted Saturday Night Live. And this is a wildly successful and popular podcast. It's really high up on the charts. It might be the biggest podcast in the world right now. Which is baffling to me. It's surprising. I think people really pine for when SNL was decent. 
Yeah. You know, they want, oh, remember when the, the Gap Girls skit? Like, how many times did David Spade bring up the Gap Girls skit? You're like, like, okay, it was cute. I mean, compared to what they're doing today, yeah, it's the most brilliant comedy ever made. But <laughs> it's a little bit, there's a lot of nostalgia going on. Oh, so much remember when. Yeah. Oh, you remember when? You remember? You guys yeah. remember when? Oh, it was so good. There's a lot of that. Uh, I'm going to start off, if you don't mind. Please do. With the first thing that I heard when I was listening, and that would be an ad read. Oh, and these guys are both comedians professionally, and so you can only imagine what the ad living is going to be like during this ad read for AutoZone. Top notch, I'm sure. Hmm. I like AutoZone, no. you know, because yeah. I love the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. and I like any kind of zone is fun. Listen, Go. this 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 <laughs> week with AutoZone, Dana. I got to tell you, Dana Carvey literally did the chip thing. He's like, "All right, here's a joke." That's like Twilight Zone. Now you go. You, yeah. Do you have a zone joke? What's your zone joke? Oh. Uh, oh. So David Spade, and, and to his credit, a lot of times Dana will take things in a direction where he wants to do impressions and he wants to do his bits and stuff. And David Spade typically gives him nothing. Yeah. Typically, we'll just go all right, and then we'll move things on. But in this scenario. He decides to get in on the action with some of the humor that's going on with this auto zone read. Just make sure you change your oil and your filter. Don't scrimp. You know what? You mm-hmm. go, oh, I think my filter's so good. Meanwhile, it's pitch black. They're like, Meanwhile, no, you I have seven of them. I rarely filter my Instagram photos. Okay. For best results, go to <laughs> go with full <laughs> synthetic oil. So the word filter. Is how we connected those two dots. So, you know, <laughs> filtering your car is important on Instagram. <laughs> you know, that's also a filter. Yeah, wow. <laughs> get it? It's like if Robin Williams had a podcast, now you know what that would sound like. Yeah. And oil rhymes with foil, and that's silver. What? Get it? Oh, right? my gosh. What are you yeah. wearing? A tinfoil hat <laughs> over there? What? Because <laughs> he sounds a little bit zany. Like Alex Jones, everybody. That's why. Get it? Coach. Do you have a clip on here that maybe sums up the show for you or something I, you want to dive I, into? I do. I was only able to choke down one episode, and believe me, even that was a fucking chore. Uh, but this this show opened up with just the two hosts kind of trading back some zingers, you know what I mean? Which, yeah. you know, like comedians do. Sure. Um, and uh, if there's one thing I learned from listening to Vinny talk about Stuttering John, uh, my number one, always tell the same joke twice. Did you hear about the mom and the dad who found out their 10-year-old boy was visiting S&M websites? No, I did not. And the mom said, what are we going to do? And the dad said, well, we can't spank him. <laughs> He'll jizz. That's nice. What? Yeah, that's, that's nice good. That's nice quick. I do that as Obama in my stand-up. <laughs> hear about the mom and the dad who found out their 10-year-old boy was visiting S&M websites. And the mom said, what are we going to do? The dad said, well, we can't spank him. Come on, Michelle. Come on, Michelle. Michelle, no. Dude, you could have just said you'd do that as Obama. We get it. Yeah. We know. And yeah. That's enough. On. And again, that was show opening. Yeah. That was, you know. So Dana Carvey has this move where as they're having a, a normal conversation, tell, recalling stories or, or talking about different things, he'll just like throw in a celebrity's name mm-hmm. and shoehorn it in. And then, I don't know. 10 seconds later, seven seconds later, he's doing that impression. Yeah. So that was his idea all along. I put together a quick super cut of just the names that he throws in randomly. And this is just a small example. Johnny Carson, Henry Winkler, Al Franken, Conan, Andy Samberg, Seth Myers, Friedman was, Jason Sudeikis, Stefan Root, Dennis, Will Forte, Fred Armerson, Mr. Milos Foreman. Mm, drop! <laughs> 
It's kind of the formula of this show. Yeah. And I have to say, I like David Spade a lot. I think he's very quick. He's funny. He does a good job on this. Dana Carvey, it's, it's almost like he's one of those guys where if he would have just stopped in 95, we'd all be like, man, what a brilliant comedian. Holy cow. Was there ever a better cast member? And I said, oh, I don't know. Top five, you know? But now that all this time has passed and he comes back and he does this, you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I guess I just like church lady a little too much. Yeah. And that's the thing. <laughs> right. I, I came into this thinking I was a Dana Carvey fan. Yeah, I guess. But, right. Uh, but, you know, from remembering him in like George H.W. Bush days sure. or something, you know? It wouldn't be prudent. You know, uh, that joke. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and your, your parents and like, you know what I mean? You'd hear other people doing that all the time and shit back in the day. But like. He reminded me of when Gilbert, and this is obscure, when Gilbert would do the impression of the 70-year-old Groucho Marx just telling long-winded stories that go nowhere, just like Grandpa Simpson, just yeah. fucking non-sequiturs, <laughs> but they never end. Yeah. And, like, that's Dana Carvey now. He's he's not really with it. Um, so I listened to an episode where he had Mike Myers on, and I, I'm like, oh, man, these guys, you know, they uh, had some shit over the decades and all this. Uh, this was their opening conversation, my number two. This is, like, the hot goss they get into. Uh, I, I, I don't know what everyone knows, but it is interesting. I, I, I felt kind of envious in a way of your roots of having two parents from Liverpool. And you're sort of like a, a you're probably had cousins who knew the Beatles or whatever. I mean, that I is did. very interesting. Yes, you did. I, I knew did, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a cousin who knew Aunt Mimi. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you'll notice that story about Mike Myers' life was mostly Dana talking. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And they kind of, I, I've listened to some of the more recent episodes, like Bill Hader yeah. and Tim Meadows, and I think they've gotten so much feedback that they're really acutely aware now of what's wrong with the show and some of the issues with their dynamics, because they even like address it. <laughs> That's all we do is talk over each other. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of them interrupting each other and talking over each other because everyone wants to be the witty person and get out yeah. the quick joke. And actually, Sarah Silverman, of all people is uncomfortable with this because she's on a podcast with two people just interrupting each other and yeah. she finds that off-putting as most people would. So, yes. but, oh, Sarah, I got a question. When you go up sometimes, Dana, she well, brings a, up with Dana, and that might be an issue for you too later. What'd I do? Hmm. You did interrupt Dana. I did, but I thought he was finished with his. We're, we sons. like to interrupt each other. We feel it's a good, oh, good, okay. en- good energy. It's not. It's not good energy to interrupt each other. Oh, it's really bad. It's bad yeah. form. It's not fun to listen to. It's weird. It's awkward. It puts the uh, guest kind of off kilter a little bit. None of that is good. And uh, because I did listen to Sarah Silverman and I could not clip anything because it was so boring. Yeah. I mean, Sarah really has just given up on trying to be funny. Yeah. And she used to be so funny. It's it's really too bad. But this is just a quick example of Sarah, they're talking about having a notebook with you and writing down your jokes. And you're, mm-hmm. you're working out new jokes. Maybe you pull the notebook up with you on stage. And this is how bad Sarah's brain has broken by the year 2022. <laughs> but I do concede that having a notebook mm-hmm. gets you a lot of um because they feel like you're working on stuff that it has, if they have a, it's a, the jokes have a feeling of immediacy that give mm-hmm. them a lot more credit for the audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When yes. it's something like, Oh yeah, I'm looking at my notebook, but I do know this works, you know, <laughs> you know, like it's so it finally Dave was like, okay, is this over? <laughs> I wrote this down, girls. Let me read to you what uh, Sarah Silverman just told us. Yeah. 
But I do concede that having a notebook gets you a lot of, um, because they feel like you're working on stuff that it has. If they have, uh, it's, uh, the jokes have a feeling of immediacy that give them a lot more credit for the audience when it's something like, oh yeah, I'm looking at my notebook, but I do know this works, you know, you know, like it, so it. I put that in the software because I, I couldn't do that myself. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what she just said. Maybe this thing will spit it out for me. Yeah. That makes no sense. Good job. And yeah, Sarah. you could do that in like seven words. I use a notebook so the audience thinks they're fresh. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, uh, that's. Or, or a lot of times I get bigger laughs from something out of the notebook because they know that it's something yeah. new that I'm working on. You know, like, Which, you know, like a, a sentence. Yeah. Is what she could have used to. Get a point across. Which is why I use, uh, <laughs> I always use chord and lyric sheets when I perform. I hate for the audience to think I've actually memorized anything. I've noticed would, that about would, you. Yeah, I would hate for them to go off thinking like, oh, he actually knows this song. Nope, no fuck, not even. This guy's not rehearsing, is he? Okay, good, he's yeah, not. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's confirmed. He has not rehearsed any of these songs. Very good. All right, what else you pick up on here, Crush? Man, let's talk about fucking Dana Carvey. Like, so here's a short one. Uh, number four, they're talking about the Beatles documentary. And for like one of only three or four times in this hour and a half, David Spade actually says something. And then Dana Carvey swings in with a joke that's so funny, he cracks himself up. It was so uh, remarkable. And um... I just got to it, guys. I was just watching uh, when I, in the other room, swear to God. And <laughs> well, I thought you were a up. big monkeys fan. I didn't know you were a Beatle guy. <laughs> no, I'm watching the monkeys. What do you guys talking about? Beatles? I thought you liked the monkeys. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so fucking funny. I can't even believe it. Grandpa Carvey, was that funny in your time? Yeah. That was a stuttering John level joke. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> Beatles, I thought you liked the Dave Clark Five. What do you mean? Whoa! <laughs> Okay, let's get into how Dana asks a question. Yeah. I'm sorry, just fucking go with me on these couple clips, man. Okay. So I think the question is, if I'm interpreting correctly, hey, Mike Myers, what was it like when you started SNL? I think that's the question. Okay. You tell me if I'm right or wrong, number five. You had your path. I had mine, and I think Mike's is uh, uh, kind of a singular path because he came in, the cast was going good. Mike Myers is coming in who, you know, and then you yeah. had to come in. It wasn't like three people came in or, right. or in someone else. It was oh, just, and just Mike won. was the first new guy after the original cast. It was like two seasons right. in. And so that's kind of unique about your experience. So just explain how that, how that felt. Cause I, yeah. What was that like to come in you without, and then you melded and did brilliant. And we were just, you know, we were like the Beatles by, you know, but at that time oh, it must've wow. been strange. It was terrifying. I um, I hadn't seen the show in a long time because I was living in England. And I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to answer it in the following way. <laughs> you know, he pretty much like mapped out how he needs to answer that question. Oh my god! It's on. And, and the question was, what was it like your first day? Yeah, right. I mean, really? Okay. <laughs> Number six, he asked some kind of a cultural question. Like you spent time in England. What about this little turn of phrase? And who, yeah. who, you, maybe you know this, Mike, it, this is just an insert. It always made me laugh when they'd say, well, you're going to jump the pond. So the Atlantic Ocean became referred to as a pond. Was yeah. that from Londoners or well, anyway? <laughs> it, it, could, it feels like a, you know, 
An English understatement. Yeah, you know yeah what I mean? kind of. What kind of question is that? What's the origin of this yeah. phrase? Why do they call it fish and chips, Mike Myers? Tell me all about it. Was that in the suburbs? Is it starting in the city? Where did it start? You eat fish and chips? What's like? Who coined that term specifically? Yeah, what the fuck kind of question is that? Give me the surname, please. Okay. I'm sorry. My very last one of these questions. Number seven. Now, this one is, I, I had to speed it up. But see if you can go with this. This is a one-minute question. I think the writer-performer is kind of the most potent uh, comedian. Not not all comedians write their stuff. Mm. But in your case, you were just every bit as much a writer, Tina Fey, the same, and, and a great performer. Yeah. What I'm kind of interested, now that we're to this section, is what you brought to SNL that first year was so outside. It had it, its own frequency, its own sensibility. And I always say it's Canadian, British, and, a little, and mm. American, because you're always watching America as a kid, right? From yeah, Canada. Yeah. So mm. then when you came in, and I wanted to walk through some of those things you did on, on that first season, and then finish with this part of it, when we were touring, and... Mike and I did some dates and how hard you had landed with the audience because we were playing 3,000 seaters right. and you'd come out and they were going crazy. So anyway, I'll be back in 10 minutes. I just wanted to lay that out there. <laughs> That's a long way of saying. So you come in. The first thing I saw, I'll yeah. start it this way. So Mike oh, comes no. in. He's very Canadian in the sense that he's shy and sweet, unassuming. What you know? And the first thing I saw you do, you, I think you had a suit on, you had a French accent, and yeah. you were peeing yourself with some kind of Well, device. it was fortuitous. It was, um, it was as if it was French Saturday Night Live. He has to. Mike Myers has to shoehorn in an answer to a yeah. question that's never going to come. <laughs> that's never going to show it's up. Never going to come. Hey, I have a question for you. Nine paragraphs go by, of which he's explaining. Hey, this is what you were like, and this is what your first bit was like, and this is what the writers were like. This is everybody we work with. This is the building we were in. This is what our office was like. Anyway, wasn't that great? Oh, but before you answer that, let me talk a little bit more about. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's unfucking bearable. So, another thing they do on this show. And this is very popular in podcasting. They have a conversation about the conversation they're going to have. Yes. And I don't know why. I don't know how it's necessary. They don't really add anything. They just say, hey, we had Bill Hader on the show. And we talked to Bill Hader about this and this. That's like, well, yeah, I know. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. I'll hear all this. And th- th- this goes on for 10 minutes with them talking about it. And here's an example of why you shouldn't do that. Because Dana Carvey's got this compliment for Bill Hader that he thinks is a real zinger. So not only does he tell David Spade this before the show starts, but then he says it again to Bill Hader after the show has started. Let me say this about Bill Hader. Mm -hmm. If I was having a conversation Mm -hmm. about who Mm -hmm. was the greatest uh, SNL cast member, if someone said Bill Hader... I wouldn't, you wouldn't slug him, him in right the away. face. You I wouldn't slug him. him in the face. I wouldn't get mad. I'd, I'd really go, huh? Put it this way, Bill. This is what I say to people. If someone said to me Bill Hader was the greatest of all time sketch player on SNL, I wouldn't slug them in the face. That's really sweet. I, you, I would have to think. That's a lot coming from you guys, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a great comment. Twice makes it even worse because it really puts the spotlight on it. Like Dana Carvey thought that was gold. And since we're talking about Dana, let's talk about how funny he is. He was remembering a time that he was hanging out with Sarah Silverman during the 40th anniversary of SNL. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is just a little behind the scenes kind of fun. This is what it's like to hang out with Dana Carvey. Sarah Silverman has a great sense of humor. I hung out with her at the 40th at the party, the 40th anniversary of SNL. And my running gag that night was just checking my phone and saying, you're trending right now. So that was that was my runner back then. You know, it's not funny, but, um, but you know, I get it. Wow, that's great. Yeah. He'd look at his phone and be like, hey, you're trending right now. And I bet Sarah, like, 
probably didn't roll her eyes until he like walked away. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she probably was a, a good enough friend to be like, oh, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> good stuff there. Um, this is interesting, too, because you talk about how much these two guys interrupt each other and how obnoxious that can be. Here's an intro to an episode, and I have to say, they're having too much fun. You know, like you want to be playful on a comedy show, and you want to have some fun banter. Yeah. If I were giving notes, I'd say, guys, have less fun with it. Tim Meadows. Everyone loves Dana. Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is an old buddy. I just immediately interrupted you. Tim Meadows is an old buddy of both of ours. He did yeah, yeah, He really is. I interrupted back. Tim Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> It's like tennis. Go ahead. No. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to zip okay. my trap. It's like tennis. It's very, very boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same shit for hours. Just like tennis. It's like a sport that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm, since I'm, I got the board right yeah, now, I'll just go keep going. It. They talk about Will Smith. And uh, I don't know if you've heard the news, Croge, but uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. The Fresh Prince? At the Oscars. Are you serious? Yes. Why didn't anyone mention that? I know. So it's about time we get some opinions. Even Patty Seacups did an episode on this. (laughs) I can't wait to hear his take. I brought zero clips. You're welcome. Okay, good. You can maybe summarize it for us later. So this is David Spade after a very long rant that I have also sped up to spare us all. Yeah. And at the end of this very long rant, he gives his take on it. Will Smith, to me, nicest guy. And I think when you have an image that you have to guard, when you're getting the stratosphere of stardom, uh, The Rock, Brady, Tom Brady, Wilson, like everything isn't overly calculated, but everyone's like, say the right thing here, do the right thing. You know what I mean? They kind of have to play to the world now. Like, I have to keep everyone happy and be this big star. And when you deviate from that in such a huge way, it's because people, I think, in this day and age, especially last really appreciate authenticity and sort of celebrities behind the scenes. I mean, you're like a real person. And when you come out like that, just like so out of the blue, out of character, you almost question everything. You go, wait, what's going on here? I think that's, I think it's tough for Will Smith. I don't think he's a horrible guy. This thing happened. I'm not a canceler. I'm not that kind of guy. So I would just say it, it'll, it'll fix itself at some point between him and Rock. But, uh, that's all. I have no more opinions. <laughs> What's well, like Vin is Diesel? Is that his opinion? I don't know. It'll fix itself is his hot take on this. Maybe you don't need to bring it up if you don't really have anything to say. You know what, guys? That whole thing that's going on that everyone's talking about, and there's multiple episodes of every podcast yeah. talking about it, I think it'll probably just fix itself in the long run. I just want to say that sure was a thing. That <laughs> did you guys all see that thing yeah. that happened? Because yeah. I did too. Yeah. So you heard there Dana Carvey decides that he's going to bring this into like Fast and the Furious for some reason. Yeah. And this is just another example of Dana just wanting to do movie scenes and sh- just shoehorned things that don't make any sense. Vin is Diesel. That I don't know. In the Fast and the Furious, you know, where they're going across the canyon with the car upside down and the passenger mm-hmm. goes, was this the plan? He goes, this was always the plan. And you just wonder <laughs> when, when yeah. Will was getting out of the limo, the limo driver is pretty familiar. Hey, have a good night tonight. You know, don't punch anyone on the stage. <laughs> I mean, somebody snapped. Yeah. And you can always tell when somebody snapped. That means it's not the plan. Just like, yeah, boom. it was not the plan. Whatever was buried underneath went, yo. Yeah. How he tied that together with a scene from Fast and the Furious is almost impressive. That's like autism level of like, yeah, it reminds me of that time when Vin Diesel's in the car that's flying across the canyon. They're upside down. It's just oh. like, like you know, with the limo driver for Will Smith probably oh. had a similar line to him. Yeah. No, was, probably not. It was just like Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the so fuck? then they're talking about the Vanity Fair party. Yeah. 
after the Oscars. You have to, it's invite only, and it tells you how big of a celebrity that you are, knowing what time slot you get and whether you get a plus one or not. And uh, Dana has a strategy for getting into this party. <laughs> it's so good. There's no Dana Carvey, and then you mess up your hair and slowly turn and go, Is there a Garth? <laughs> No, it's like from the, from the movie. Oh. I'd like to get by now, and I'd have a little amateur stun gun for Wayne's World fans. I'd like to, excuse me, I'd like to get by now, and then I would just shock the guy. Remember that thing that somebody wrote for my character? In that's what I would do. In 1989? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, I remember. Isn't that hilarious, guys? That thing that was from that thing that you saw that you know me from? Yeah. So then Dana Carvey says, just to piss me off, that the Grammys were awesome. He goes, yeah, you know, the Academy Awards, they had that little issue there, but the Grammys were great. And I don't know if you know this, but there's a a guy who hosted the Grammys named Trevor Noah, Mm. the least funny comedian in show business. And uh, David says, okay, I'm glad you liked the Grammys, but there were no jokes in it at all. The jokes are kind of tepid only because you don't want to cause a national worldwide ruckus. So he's like, hey, Billie Eilish. Is Eilish really your last name? No, it probably is. Actually, it's a really good name. It fits you, and you're a great singer, and everything's going well. Anyway, let's look at this table. I'm like, are these jokes? I think he's just giving compliments because you can't do a joke anymore. Who can't do a joke anymore? Trevor Noah? Because I would agree. I would agree with that. But uh, I'm not sure what he was talking about there. I don't think they really uh, go after comedians too much. And the last clip I have in this series. Mm -hmm. So Dana, of course, enjoyed Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's that guy. He's the one person in America who enjoys Trevor Noah for some reason. I laughed my ass off. I was at home. He said, hey, folks, how you doing? I don't know what the way he said it or something. I was like, that yeah. is funny. What's yeah, up? Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> that is a good line. I mean, I'll give it that. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. All right. I'll, uh, I'm going to write that down. Hey, I'll, folks, I'll, I'll volley doing? this over the, uh, the net back to you. Well, Raj. so the I, I listened to the episode with Mike Myers and... For most of it, he came off as a very tragic uh, guy. Mike Myers? A, a lot of serious conversation. Yeah. It was a lot of, um, uh, just as a, for instance. Every... You know what's weird about Mike Myers? Mm-hmm. He's one of the most successful comedic actors of all time. You think about the Shrek franchise. Sure. If you think about, obviously, Austin, Austin Powers, Powers Wayne's and... World. So many things. But people like to focus on his failures. And I think that gets under his skin. Like, yeah. The well, love guru will never lived out. I think the love guru was bad enough that it wiped out everything right. before it, you know? You know what? Like, for example, Dan Aykroyd in Caddyshack 2 should have never got another acting job in his life. That should have been the end of it right there. People should have been like, okay, this guy sucks. But for some reason, he was able to get Ghostbusters after that and continue yeah. on with his career. Whereas Mike Myers are just like, yeah, sorry, man. We can't get that stink off of you yeah. from the yeah. love guru. We're done here. Well, he played the cat in the hat, made boner jokes for little kids. Everybody loved that. Oh, God. Everybody was into that. I've not seen that. So every question that Dana had, he would be, so what was it like when you started this or when you joined Second City or when you joined SNL? He'd be like, oh, that was right when my dad got sick. And then this, and then, oh, that was right when my dad had this terrible accident. That was right when my dad died. Like every story tied into a family tragedy. What time did his dad die? Jesus. I I, I don't want to like mock it, but it sounded like he had a really long illness and it was just a very tragic thing for him and his whole family. It just, it sounded like his entire career, he was really depressed. And it, boy, it, it, yeah, it was, it was quite a conversation, but save those laughs because you're going to need it when he gets into the story. My number eight is uh, Mike Myers first story. Yeah. And I was in a comedy double act with a guy named Neil Malarkey, who's 
you know, really, of course, my dad was like, what's your comedy partner's name? I said, Neil Malarkey. And he said, uh, well, I, I, I guess, um, you know, Bill shenanigans wasn't available because <laughs> his name's Malarkey. You know? And um, some good sympathy laughs there. Then he goes for the story about how he had a duel with Marty Short, number nine. And I can't make heads or tails of this. I, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And um, oh, yeah, I ended up in this long freeze tag with Martin Short. Like an oh, game. OK. As it was described to me is that Martin Short looked at me. And I, I looked like I was 14. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And yeah. was starting to name drop like as a as a way of saying you won't know any of these people. And I matched every name drop for a name drop. You know what I mean? Okay. Got it. And so he was like, you know, I was with Stevie Spielberg at the blah, 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 blah. Right. And I said, that's when Liza Minnelli came. We were on a oh, yacht okay. drinking so... white Puerto Rican rum. <laughs> and there was a white Puerto Rican rum commercial that had Liza Minnelli and whatever. And it became this, this duel, you know what I mean? Great story. Compelling and rich. <laughs> What and his point fuck? was like, so he was name dropping guys that I wouldn't know. So he was like Steven Spielberg. Yeah, know, right. The one that everyone knows. What? Yeah. You ever hear of a guy named Tom Hanks? Yeah. And, and this <laughs> and this was on an improv stage. And it's this some this was like how he made his bones, you know, yeah. back in the day and all this shit. So then Dana and Mike get into the member wins. And you're not gonna fucking believe some of these stories because they don't even remember when. Okay. Uh, number 10, there was a <laughs> Comedy character that he used to pitch that was based on a Dungeons and Dragons character. My my character was Lothar, and uh, when I lie I with Lothar. the woman, she comes. I don't know what you, <laughs> you know. There is much that I could tell you. You know, it's all the come. Let us talk of stories of the hunt. That type of. Okay, and that was the point. I mean, I didn't like cut anything right. out. Right, good. Okay, then they remember another bit. Uh, number eleven. This one's got a theme song though, and it's pretty fucking catchy. I'll give him that. I wish they would just like talk about like Phil Hartman's characters instead. Hey, Mike Myers, you were pretty good last night. Remember Phil Hartman? He was really funny. Don and I, I love the oh, I love the you. theme. Do you remember the theme? Didn't it have a song? He's middle-aged man. Yeah. Right, go ahead. I had a whole, just can running. you sing it, Mike? Or what? Was it middle-aged man? Uh, something, something in middle-aged man. Uh, middle-aged. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> something, something, and a gut. Middle-aged man. And the, the catchphrase are, was, are you looking at my gut? I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Which, yeah, of course, is it. my actual thing I say. Because <laughs> I have, of course. I had a friend who was a great something something. <laughs> back somewhere. <laughs> Glory days. <laughs> well, something in the uh, young girl's like I. Uh, yeah, young girl's eye. Glory. Could you, could you sing it for us? Well, I don't know the melody or the lyrics, but sure. Yeah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, tell me that joke you told in that pitch room forty-five <laughs> years ago. Like, what? Uh, and then this was their like their big SNL story was number twelve, and I I don't even know the fucking point of this. Do you remember the sketch we did where we were playing celebrities idiotically trying to advise him how to play hockey? I do, and I remember it's like, what if you made the puck out of flubber? Yeah. <laughs> flubber. <laughs> and the funny part was Phil was doing Jack Nicholson, and yeah. he always 
would say Wayne's moniker or nickname before he'd start to talk in rehearsal. He'd go, great one. And Wayne would lose it every time, you know. And I was pulling out my silly John Travolta from 1975 yeah. going, you know, maybe just everybody should just go right at the net super fast. Just go right at the net kind of thing. Yeah. I was supposed to say that's when they had Wayne Gretzky on the show. Yeah, okay. Um, but I don't think I would have <laughs> helped. Yeah. <laughs> It was a 20-minute story. They're like, of all the hosts, and that's what they focused on was Wayne Gretzky. And the day just went on and on and on about Well, Mike Myers when, is Canadian, so they wanted to make him feel at home. You want to talk about hockey? We can talk about hockey. Yeah, well, what, <laughs> when did you meet him? And then what did you tell your family? And what skits did you do? And I, 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 yeah. Um, th- I love this clip for a whole lot of reasons. Number 13, this was kind of more towards the end of the show. Well, I remember the Sinead episode, and when I saw that, I, I don't know. Sinead I, I guess she felt that maybe we shunned her, but I was just shy and nervous. I wasn't upset about it. Uh, there were, yeah. there's, I, uh, I know a lot of Catholics. I'm very fond of them, but there were issues with that church for a while. She, and so, she might have, might you know, have been a little had a little bit of a point at some point. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't feel like I can't have a conversation with that person. I mean, you know, just, yeah. And I would have given her a hug if I thought back in time that she was feeling that ostracized and wounded by making a political statement on Saturday Night Live. So anyway, this will be the thing that'll trend now. (laughs) This will be the thing that'll trend. No, Sinead O'Connor is no longer a thing that we're talking about. A guy that was famous 40 years ago, a lady that was famous 40 years ago, and a thing that happened on television 40 years ago. That's no longer a controversy. And and the controversial thing was, I should have given her a hug. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't look like the kind of person who wants a bunch of hugs from people, by the way. I don't know. I could be wrong. But how does that escape your mouth? This will be the thing that's trending. Yeah. Like, be like, she was a fucking cunt, and I should have kicked her in the end. Like, or, yeah, or whatever. Right. That, that would have been, been interesting. That would have been at least interesting. Yeah. It would have tr- trending. What the fuck? Of all the things you associate with the Catholic Church these days, Sinead O'Connor is no, not on that list at all. It's not even close to being on that list. I know it was very controversial at the time. Yeah. And yeah. so these guys are remembering it as if, like, people are going to be hearing us talking about this. It's going to be, be trending on Twitter tomorrow. No. Yeah. Everyone's I, over it, stupid. And it's like, people are okay shitting on the Catholic Church That's nowadays. what I mean, it's right. Like, like yeah, that's become, like, honestly, if she and O'Connor do that today, it'd be a standing L, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the, it's not the a big deal. blasphemy it once was. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I thought this was kind of interesting because... Dana Carvey, he's never really had a vehicle. They tried to do the Dana Carvey show after he left SNL, mm-hmm. and that was supposed to be a huge hit. If you look at the cast and the writers, yeah, it was yeah. like, how could this fail? This is so amazing, and it failed. And if you look at movies he's done, like Master of Disguise, I think, is one of them. Like Those never work out. Where Dana Carvey is good is when he's a sidekick or playing with some type of character yeah, yeah. in someone else's thing. And so I was wondering about the music that they picked for this podcast. You mean the one where we had a guy do Trump and I did Biden? Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a little bit of a sideways ballroom blitz, which is like from Wayne's World? I I feel like it's supposed to give you like that Wayne's World feel to it. Sound alike, feel alike kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, Now, what we haven't really talked about yet is the fact that, and I don't know how it was with, I, I, would, I didn't listen to Mike Myers. I would imagine they talked a lot about Warren Michaels since he based uh, Dr. Evil on him. 
But this show is the Lauren Michaels impression show. Like everyone comes out and does their Lauren Michaels impression. They talk about Lauren Michaels. It's all inside baseball. Oh yeah. On Lauren Michaels all the time. And uh, here's some inside jokes for us. I do know that the first year Lauren was like this. Guys, we got a big show tonight. Let's try to get it going. <laughs> and then by year five, yeah, lifetime limousine. You know, Paul and I, we, sometimes we go and we just buy socks. <laughs> really? I mean, he had a car. He had Eugene. He had a driver. I mean, he was an adult. Yeah. Want to come yeah. by 88 for dinner? Number 88. <laughs> Never underestimate yeah. the value of lasagna. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> How the fuck would anyone know what they're talking about? At a certain point in the show, I give Data credit here. He wises up and says, hey, guys, we might want to explain to you what the fuck we're talking about. But I just want to, because yeah. we're podcasting, just very quickly explain it to people who don't understand. <laughs> Yes! Good idea. Good idea. We weren't at dinner with you guys in 1987 with Lord Michaels. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Someone in the uh, in the Discord wrote, they also do a ton of Dennis Miller. Yes, that is one of Dana Carvey's go-tos, is his Dennis Miller impression. And this one's great because it ends with such a thud. <laughs> Listen to how little confidence Dana Carvey has yeah. after he does this. Come on, what are you, uh, the false ending guy or something? What are you, the false ending guy or something? <laughs> I'm doing the voice. What else? Yeah. I can juggle, too. He's like, will that work? Will that help? Uh, and then I have one more thing on uh, on Lauren. And uh, this is actual audio. You won't hear this anywhere else. Of Lauren Michaels listening to this podcast. And he wasn't actually thinking that he, this was going to be recorded. But I was able to sneak in a yeah. uh, recorder with my friend Purple. And we're able to get this audio. Yeah. Dana, is this ever going to work? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is no. Oh, last thing I want to play on here is yeah. this, this L. Franken impression. I played it on Drew and Mike show this week, so you might have heard it. But this is possibly the worst impression Dana Carvey's ever done. And he worked with the guy. Like, you would think it's one thing you see someone on TV and you try to figure out yeah, what it is. Yeah. But L. Franken's the guy he's like sat down next to for hours on end writing yeah. skits and stuff. I think sure. it was Al Franken that had just observed after you hosted or something. You know, it'd be really nice to have like a really good looking cast member J just as a person to put in different move in different ways along with character work. But yeah, he told and Mike and I that when Mike and I were like, what? What about us? <laughs> Did that sound anything like him? No. No. And, uh, in the episode I listened to, they bring him up four or five different times just so they can do that. Eh thing yeah and then that's it and then they just move on to the next thing it's it's very crazy hilarious uh i'd love to talk about the closing of the show if yes. i could so the very last like two minutes they say goodbye to the guests we're just back with the two hosts and they answer an audience question uh my number 14 an audience member writes in with a question so red hot that i mean it it, it just blew the doors off the place good andrew laposha hello guys uh, thanks for what you're doing. I like when they say that first. You're welcome. It's so awesome. My question, who did you most want to host SNL that never got to? <laughs> I'd say Tina Fey. That's my answer for everything. Who did you want to host SNL is your fucking audience question. That's the, that doesn't even count. That doesn't even count. Go back to the well. And I at least give David Spade credit because he just answers every question with tina fey no matter what the question is and i respect that that's a good bit can i that is pretty good can i offer some insight into this because when i was a teenager 
I was working at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and my favorite thing to do was to get on the radio. I would call in to our local rock station, and I would request music just to hear myself on the radio, and I always requested Foreigner. And the reason why I did that, not because I like Foreigner, I certainly do not, but I knew that they would be playing Foreigner at some point in that hour. And so they're like, oh, great. This guy wants to hear Foreigner. Foreigner's already going to be played. So they would play me saying that. I wonder if this asshole sent in that question knowing that that's such a fucking lame question. They go, oh, okay, yeah, we'll answer this one. Wow. It's so Great question, guys. Who the fuck could possibly care about that or want to hear Foreigner is my point. (laughs) And it leads into, you're you're not going to believe this, an impression. But it's a really <laughs> unfunny impression bit, number 15. I would like to have been on the show when Neil Young was the ghost. Oh, yeah, because you love I Neil I would have Young. had Neil Young on church chat. Well, our voice is sort of like a lady's voice, isn't it? <laughs> Old man. You know what's really ironic is church lady. I was, th- this is what Judd Apatow would help me with, make an album where church lady sings Neil Young. Because I can't sing, but as church lady singing, it sounds exactly like Neil Young. Okay, I'll, I'll show you. First, you Neil go. Young. Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. Church lady. Old man, look at my life. Don't I'm a exactly lot like you were. Well, isn't that special? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. What if the church lady went to the store and bought some broccoli? There you go. What would that sound like? What would that sound like? And here's the thing. That is not a funny Neil Young bit. It's not. Number 16. This is a funny Neil Young bit. This is every Neil Young song you've ever heard. (laughs) Dead dog lying in the ditch. Cigarette smoker has an itch. (laughs) Secret whores with ancient vices. Lucky Now that's how you do a Neil Young yes. bit. You just need a time machine to go back to 1996 and watch Dana Carvey when he was still funny. <laughs> or when someone was writing jokes for him. That too. That could possibly be part of it too. Oh, I fucking hated this. This was such an awful fucking show. Well, I, I can't say it was awful. I've heard awful shows. It wasn't awful. It was just boring. I, yeah, I found it really hard. To I was through. going in. It's just so people know. I'm a professional podcast clipper. It's what I do for a living. You put a podcast in front of me, I'll find a clip. I'll find another clip. I'll put clips together. I'll put a little special effect in between. This show went on for 25 minutes, and I realized I was just staring out the window. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be pulling clips. I wasn't paying attention at all. Just fucking droning sound. Of two guys cracking each other up and interrupting each other. Yeah, ab- after an hour and a half, I had the least amount of clips I yeah. ever pulled from a, from a show. And then <laughs> and then half the clips, I was like, why? I think I just took the screenshot because I like knew I needed to clip something. You know what I mean? Like, I got to clip something. You got to bring something in. Oh, I've been there. Croach, uh, it took me so long to find clips of the show. I don't have anything else to talk about today. Okay, folks. Yeah. Guess what? This the episode's the... over. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming over, Crowd. I'll be in the show this week. Here's a quick clip that's just kind of silly. Um, they're talking about Tim Meadows before Tim Meadows comes on the show, and they start telling a story, which, again, why not just wait for Tim to get on and yeah. talk to him about it since he was involved? He and I bought a... um. 
motorcycle. I bought a motorcycle that was Chris Farley's recently online, and I didn't know who I'm bidding against, but I finally bought it, and then I got a text from Tim saying, dude, you just outbid me. So we're online bidding against the world. I just thought, Farley's old Harley from Chicago, I remember this. Shoot, I'd like to have, that'd be cool to just have my living room or, you know, whatever. I just, and then he goes, hey, I don't have anything at Chris's. And I said, oh, I was bidding against you? And he said, can I have it? And I said, I I mean, I said, just pay me what I pay. You can have it. Because he doesn't have anything of Chris's, and he's from Chicago. And they were really, really tight. I love that story. (laughs) What was the point of that? Lord. Why did he need to do that? Uh, This would be my only suggestion. Their show's a lot bigger than ours, so they're doing something right. Um, Well, they did something right 30 years ago when they were on TV. Uh, my suggestion would be cut out all the horse shit in the beginning. I know you got to get your ad reads in, but cut out all that horse shit in the beginning where you guys talk to each other about what you're about to talk about. Yeah. It's so unnecessary. Oof. And these shows are long. Yes. They feel very long. Yes, they feel a lot longer, but they are objectively long. I love Bill Hader. I yeah. am one of the biggest Bill Hader fans Super around. guy. And I could not get into the show. <laughs> I, could, I, I couldn't find it interesting. Yeah. And I wanted to. And I watched Barry. I, I enjoy Barry, and I still, I'm just like, I can't, I can't follow this at all. All right, Kroge, uh, is that enough on uh, yes. Fly mercy. on the Wall? I'm crying mercy. We like you, David. You're a funny guy. Keep it up. All right, it's time for... Cringe of the Week. Cringe of the Week. This one comes in from Patrick Culler. He says, found this podcast by scrolling through TikTok, because the new thing to do now is post funny clips from your show on there. Huh. This one is called Answer the Internet on Barstool, hosted by KFC and Fiedelberg. And the description is, celebrities answering the hardest questions and hypotheticals the internet has ever come up with. And uh, because this is on TikTok, we're going to show the video of it here. Let me pull that up. And uh, all right, cringe of the week. This is the one food you can eat for the rest of your life. Pussy nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, even with the, the hard people's coming, I was like, he's going to say pizza. <laughs> what a highlight. All right. Good stuff, guys. Wow. <laughs> All right, um, Patrick also said that might be one that we want to review because, uh, as he says, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Crows, you brought over some additional podcasting clips. I did. With you today. What would you like to uh, get into? Well, should we respond to the response of the response of Mom Swipes Left, or what are we doing? I think we should at least listen to it. Okay, let's hear it. I think we should hear what the ladies have to say. I don't even know where we are with this at this point. I'm I'm lost now because then the potato got yeah, involved in yeah. Cardiff. I'm like, I don't even know where we're at anymore. Ever since the potato got involved, everything's weird. <laughs> it's gotten real weird. And and they bring that up. But so let's start with uh, my number 17, because Palm is blowing up. I know that there's some confusion about Palm swipes oh, after. Right? Exploding yeah. across the interwebs. <laughs> I mean, relatively speaking. Mm. I mean, from but for us, zero to one view to, you know, double seven. digits. Is it double? Uh-huh. <gasps> yeah, actually got into the teens. It's pretty wild. Now, one thing I love about boomers on the internet who don't know how the internet works is that they think no one else knows how the internet works either. Right, that's they, hilarious to them. They don't realize that, like, 
most of the population that they're talking to was born, was forged in this technology. They know it inside and out. They they instinctively they're can talking, smell They're bullshit. talking to people now, Crouch. What do you mean? So my number 18, <laughs> they're going to claim that they have nothing to do with all this content that is on their YouTube channel. Okay. Now, we need to clear up. This is not ours. We don't have anything to do with it, no, except that it's inspired by us. We don't have anything to do with the animated minis either. No, we don't. These are super Except fans. that at least it's us on the... True. But we... Right. I mean, we don't, we don't make create those. that. No. no. And so, the, it's... It's on your it's fucking on your channel. channel. Yeah, you, and even if you don't create it like you're not the one who physically moves the mouse and creates the fucking videos, you upload it to your channel where no one gives a shit. Yes. These folks were on our subreddit and they were saying all these things like, oh, I thought these ladies did a great job. And oh, I thought oh, they were really? so Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the first one. It's so lame. I click on it and it's a whole Reddit account that's just them yeah. doing that in various podcast subreddits. Oh, if you think that's funny, they you don't, should check they don't out realize that Slap. you're one click away from seeing everything you've ever posted on Reddit. That is correct. <laughs> you idiots. And then the other one, because somebody called them out on that, they created a brand new account. Smart. And they're like, I created a brand new Reddit account just to make one comment and say, oh, the, I thought these ladies did a great job. Yeah. And you guys are being real jerks. And it's like, not Carol 68. Says. Yeah. It's like, it's so fucking transparent. It's so fucking obviously you. And don't great ever say that it's a fan because you don't have any fans. Right. You even say zero people watch the videos. Yes. There are less people watching the videos than there are on the podcast making the fucking videos. Correct. Yes. But. They- also, I just want to point out real quick that a show like yours, you would never have people hanging out in our subreddit defending it. No, it's Come crazy. down, sure. Okay. I can yeah. see that. He'll be like, you guys are idiots. Come down's great. But mom swipes left. We're not going to have all of a sudden get inundated with fans coming in and going, you guys just don't get it. Their period jokes are the funniest. And this whole thing, oh, and we have nothing to do with any of this. They're just super fans. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, number 19, they hit us with that solid playground logic. Carl again. Here's the thing. I'm starting to think that maybe Carl secretly is in love with us. He's at the very least enamored with us because Mm -hmm. I thought we were done with what are these podcasts? Yeah. And then this week, boom, there we are again. There's my voice coming out of the radio machine. But wait, let's be fair. He knows you're married. So wouldn't it be true? He's probably more. Yeah, that's true. Don't fly to yourself, ladies. <laughs> Low blow, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good luck with that, guys. And, <laughs> like, and, and even your even your outrage is boring. Even your defense is boring. Everything about this is fucking boring. Uh, but number twenty, we've uh, given them something to talk about, though, Crouch. And I'll give them this: they're one of the few podcasts out there who realize that talking about this is something more interesting than what they would have been talking about. Yeah. So like, well, let's talk about this guy who's talking about us. Cause that seems more interesting than our fucking lives. Like, yes, it is. And this was the first five You're minutes welcome. of the show. And then they went right back to their ass smell or whatever the fuck they yeah. were going on about. But yeah, no, <laughs> number 20, they go back to the palm. Right. And he's adorable. Right. Little potato guy. He definitely is weird. <laughs> There's no question about that. He's very fascinatingly mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. So what are these podcasts? Carl and his friends spent like so much time talking about this little tiny YouTube great. channel with a guy who's a potato. I love it. Now I wish I could actually talk to him and, and I mean, he's got to be jacked. Oh dude. 
I love. Don't pretend it's this fucking I mystery. Know. Yeah. Like, How do we get in touch with this guy whose videos we upload onto our so YouTube channel? A newspaper shows up on my front porch with the hands of a clock drawn in the classified section, and then I move the flower pot to the other part of the side of the porch to let them know that I understand the message, and then I know that I'm going to receive a USB <laughs> drive in the park mm -hmm. at that assigned time with the palm swipes after video on it, like. What the? It's on your fucking channel. Yeah. It's on your channel. I can't fucking stress that enough. Also, there's a real good chance that whoever this guy is behind the potato will murder both of you someday. All right? Hopefully, That's usually how this goes. Hopefully, if there's any justice in the world. <laughs> if karma exists. And then, and, and the reason that we had to spend a bunch of time on it is because then Cardiff Electric made a video about it. Yes. And for reasons I will never understand, uh -oh. Carl has to play these things. I, <laughs> I don't get it. So then number 21, and this is my last clip from this fucking shit show of these boring ass ladies. This is the only defense that they offer that I 100% accept and believe. It was interesting to watch them try to noodle through, is this Joel? That was fucking hilarious. I mean, Joel doesn't even listen. I know. <laughs> like, Joel would be the last He's human being on earth. To come to your defense? To come to my defense. <laughs> right, yes. No, Joel has made it perfectly clear. Yeah. So the question was that yeah. we had, is it the husband? Right. The answer is, my husband hates my fucking guts. Yeah. <laughs> my husband would never defend me. He would never listen to the show. Yeah. He doesn't even speak to me. Yeah. My husband would not be making a potato video to defend me. And you know what? I see it. I can see it. Yeah. I get it. My I, husband my, I, I hates when I talk. Of course he doesn't yeah. listen to this podcast. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And that lady's it like, your husband right. would never defend you. And she's like, <laughs> oh, you're right. He hates my fucking guts. And, and both of those women know why. They're sitting at that table no, like, oh, yeah, we can't even stand ourselves. Right. This guy's got to no fucking argument. actually put up with this. <laughs> no argument And whatsoever. fucking pay the bills. I, I mean, want to this, Joel. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> This guy sounds like he knows what he's doing. Oh, my God. Let us never speak of these horrible All right, yeah, let's, let's move on from that, and let's talk about something that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable and at home on WATP. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Oh, it's like a warm blanket, isn't don't it? Tell me. <laughs> so <laughs> don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me... Because that's absurd. That is absurd. I got an email from Night Ranger. They said, thanks for improving our song. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, guys. That's what I do around here. What did you check out? Is there a new episode that dropped? So uh, I listened to the most, uh, the two most recent episodes of Free Water, the most uh, recent one being from this week. Okay. Um, and I can't believe I'm going to say these words. That show's really going downhill. Oh, no! Um, that was his flagship show. So uh, my clip 22 sums up the first eight minutes of this week's episode and you're going to try to say something like crows you brought the wrong clip but this is the right clip that sums up the first eight minutes of how this long is show. this episode uh, 30-ish oh minutes. okay okay anyways uh i don't know if anybody has seen this pam and tommy docu-series or whatever it is tv show because i haven't but i did see the original film that uh <laughs> this series is based on and we all know the old saying the book is better than the movie and this book happened to have huge tits one of his better lines i have to say i agree now what's 
funny. Like if, if Andy Kaufman did this, it would be very funny. Yeah. The first eight minutes of episode six are the exact copy and pasted first eight minutes of episode four. Okay, I was gonna say I've heard this before. You sure have, because it's the exact same audio. It's the eight minutes are the same audio. Hold on a second, Croge. Right now, you and I and producer Chris are in the studio recording a brand new episode for this week. You're telling me I can just grab the audio from last week or three weeks ago and put that up online, but and we could be at the beach right now. But only the first eight minutes, and then create all new content after that, so Uh that anybody who tunes in goes. I already heard that. <laughs> yeah, right. And then they delete it. And then they go on with their day. It's the worst way to do it. And your effort is completely wasted. <laughs> All right, good point. I'm glad you I'm glad you talked me out of it. You're right. That's a that's a bad idea. Now I now I see it. And like I said, if, if Andy Kaufman was alive today and was making a podcast, that would be something he would do. His it would just be the same thing, but then it would be like you know what I mean? I can't remember when we talked about this, but it's so funny that he does an episode about this TV show that he hasn't seen. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he he's got in depth about it. I've never oh. watched it. So, uh, but, and, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm like, shit, did those shrooms kick in already? And I'm hitting the forward. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? So uh, the next clip, we come back from break. Okay. All right. I'm sure a lot of you are very confused with what the fuck was happening at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. And Froge hey, was. So am I. Yeah. This is probably recorded at separate times. Probably. Seems I should know whether or not it was recorded at different times, considering I'm the one doing it. All right. Wow. Well, thank you for clearing that up. This is turning into like a AutoZone episode. Yeah. Or Twilight Zone. Yeah, exactly. That was a callback. Yeah. hey <laughs> Producer Chris goes, yeah, I know what a callback is. I still have yet to come up with a zone joke. <laughs> there wasn't much You're meat on this out. bone. His main topic, and I wish I was making this up, uh, he saw someone litter. Okay. It really upset him. And that was about five to ten minutes of the show. It, it wasn't great. Weird. Um, but we did get a plug for the One Minute Metal, which I love. It looks like I have 371 covers on my computer right now. And that's just the metal covers. But look how many I posted. Right? One Minute Metal, guys. One Minute Metal Freestyles on YouTube. Look how many I posted. If I have 371... You see how many I've posted. Where are the rest of them? How come I haven't posted those either? Yeah. Or haven't posted them yet? Will they ever get posted? Are they just for me? (laughs) Probably a little of all of that. A little bit of all of that. What the hell kind of plug was that? What are we even talking about, man? The teaser. The teaser. That's so fucked up. That is some tease right there. A little bit of all of that. I've got content I've never even shared with you. Will I share it with you? I don't know. I'm not sure. Now, I'm giving this to him. Uh, the first thing we learned is that he doesn't know how to use the skip button when he uses podcasts, so he's always listening to the advertisements. Yeah. Second thing is, I'm giving it to him, a good Steve-O impression. Third thing, his editing skills need a little work. It's no different than Steve-O and all the shit that he pushes on his podcast. I mean, every 10 minutes, there's a fucking six-minute ad for 18 different things. It's fucking annoying. Hey guys, it's Steve-O, and when I think about my favorite type of underwear, it's definitely me undies. Yeah, dude. Check it out. Use the promo code. Steve. Oh. (laughs) Right? Yeah, dude. Especially when it's like, hey man, you're already making money kind of easy. The shit's so noisy then when it yes. goes to silence, it yeah. cracks me up. I, so I've never laughed at silence before, but I, it, it makes me laugh. 
Now, what he is doing, and it's wonderful, and I can't plug this enough, go to YouTube, go to Bad Brains Studios, subscribe, like, comment, I fucking love this shit. He put up a new 60-second review, and I'm going to explain to you why it's funny, because, okay, he puts up the 60-second review, and it's, it's, a, it's a widescreen video, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he uses lots of text, he uses lots of graphics, he uses lots of clips from other things, he has stuff going on over his shoulder. For 60 seconds, there's a lot of video information going on. Sure. Okay. But YouTube isn't pushing those anymore. YouTube is pushing the shorts format, which is a, a vertical phone format. It's a, a, what do you call it? You know, portrait style. Yeah. So this is just, it's shot from phone. So he takes his widescreen video. He slices out the <laughs> middle of it. So you're seeing a piece of the graphic, a piece of the movie clip, a little slice oh, no. of the thing over his shoulder. All the video is distorted and fucked up. And I love it. Never fucking change, Patrick Michael. <laughs> Never fucking change. Number 26, let's enjoy his most recent 60 second review. Welcome again to 60 Second Reviews, and today we're reviewing this box. It's a square box. It's a great shape uh, for a box. You can put stuff in it. It holds things uh, like a box should. Of course, I'm kidding. Uh, we're actually, whoops, that's actually talking about these Bluteo headphones. Bluteo, right? Weird name. They are the BT5 Bluteo. I don't know why they decided to go with that name for a headphone brand. Uh, nonetheless, we have these. They're wireless. They are they're interesting. To say the least, I had always thought that I had a big head. Still do. But I put these headphones on and no problem. They actually fit over uh, my head plus a hat. It's very strange. I'm not going to show you. No sense in a demonstration. This is simply a review. I learned more about Patty Seacup's head than I learned about the headphones. <laughs> well, really did. well, they come in a box. There you I go. Got, I got there that. You go. Now. now I know about that. So that's stupid cool. name. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, boy, that podcast is getting rough, but that YouTube channel is fucking lit. I love it. Please keep going, buddy. Yes, for sure. Because he slowed down in those 60 second reviews, I feel like. He was putting them up quite a bit for a little while there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a slow trickle, but I'm 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 hoping, I'm hoping that that we, with our love, with the love of the WATP mm -hmm. community. We can we can get him back going again. Talk about retarded. Yeah. Talk yeah. about retarded. Well, you got me there. <laughs> yeah. He's uh he's been known to do stuff that people enjoy and then abandon it immediately. So yeah. <laughs> let's not push too hard on the sixty second reviews. Maybe we should pretend that we don't care about it and that it's not very good. Little reverse psychology <laughs> for Patrick Michael. So crazy, just might work. He'll never know. He doesn't listen to the show. He doesn't even know what my voice sounds like. Yeah. So we're fine. All right, it is that time. It's time for me to go buy some boots to shake in. It's time to talk about the next lull suits. Gagia, indeed. <laughs> Stuttering John cannot wait to sue me. So he did a beer on the balcony last weekend. His, his guest was uh, Steve Gorillo. Oh. He was able to book that. But uh, this is going to be interesting for everyone because he went to the Yankees game on Wednesday. So this is the Saturday before that. And he's talking about he's going to the Yankees game with the great. <laughs> and they're going to discuss this lawsuit that John is going to be uh, bringing down the pike. Welcome to the world-famous Stuttering John's Beer on the Balcony edition. For all my Patreon and YouTube members, I just sent out the link to everybody. This is behind the paywall, 
You use it, I sue you. <laughs> Copyright the Stuttering John podcast. All rights are reserved. I'm seeing my attorney uh, along with my next guest. He will be seeing him too at the Yankee game where I will have a very long conversation about issuing uh, the proper lawsuits for those who are using content that is behind a paywall. I ain't taking shit from these assholes any, any longer. If they're going to break and break the rules on my copyright, then I'm going to fucking take action. And that's just how it goes. You know, I, you know, I already sued freaking Sirius XM. I'll sue you too. This is behind a paywall. People pay for this content. Don't use it. Okay. You know who I'm talking about. Dickhead. Who? who could it be? Uh, yeah, I'd love to take that. Well, I wouldn't really. That that three hundred thousand dollar house that you have. He's looking up the value of my home now. Ooh, that's a little weird, nice. right? He, I love it. He thinks that he could sue me for my house. I guess so. He goes, "I already sued SiriusXM, John. That was thrown out with prejudice. The uh, the judge, Crotty, great guy." <laughs> dismissed it with prejudice and said, this is, you do not have a suit here. And then for some reason in the appeals process, the great Michael Bobak got to stand in front of a panel of judges who all went, what are you talking about? There's no evidence of any of this. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get discovery. So we get the evidence. You lost that lawsuit. You're going to lose this lawsuit. This is a slam dunk for me. You do not understand how copyright law works at all. Everything that I'm doing right now is transformative content. I'm commenting on what you said about me. And let's not forget the Senator John once said he used uh, Howard Stern clips from SiriusXM, which is behind a paywall. Behind a paywall. And he said it's legal because they're talking about me. Yeah. It's okay. They're talking about me, Royce. Hey, Croach, he's talking <laughs> about me. Makes it legal. I will okay that to play this because he's talking about me. I wonder if Popak was like, well, you weren't talking about him, were you? Yeah. <laughs> I just love that this retard's counting his chickens. He's like, oh, $300,000 house up in Rochester. Huh? All right. There, yeah. There is a clause if you dabbled in realty that you could just take someone's house. Oh, yeah. is that how that yes, works? Yes, yes. And I know I pointed this out before, but I need to say it. He has two different copyright scrolls that are going along the bottom <laughs> yeah, of the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, the name of his show is not capitalized properly right. in either one. And the one that has the copyright symbol on it doesn't have a year. You, a copyright symbol with no date <laughs> yeah, doesn't mean anything. Right. The shit that you're putting on the screen doesn't mean anything. None of it means anything. Even if you thought it meant something, it doesn't mean anything. Yes. John, the last thing I would ever do is take your content and just put it out through my channels. Oh, God. That would be a horrible mistake on my end. <laughs> People would be like, what happened? I used to enjoy this show. <sighs> now it sucks. That's not what we're doing here. Yeah. I can... Assure you of that. Let's talk more lawsuit talk now with Grillo on the show. Oh, boy. And John's decided to start threatening me again on the same show. I've lived the charm life. It, it doesn't bother me. Like, like, the reason why I have this freaking copyright thing, that's from my lawyer. Only, like, I don't care about shows goofing on me. Do it. Do it. Keep my name out there. Keep me relevant. Do it all you want. Goof on me all you want. I don't care. The thing I care about is when they play my content that's behind the pay a paywall. You know what I mean? Well, and, yeah, yeah, we yeah, well it's called there's the law, and if you break it, then you gotta own up to it. Yes, and I looked up the law about paywalls oh. and I talked to my attorney. You looked it up. And that motherfucker, he can he, he can get sued for that shit. 
and he can pay my lawyer fees. And that's <laughs> what we're going to talk about at the Yankee game on Wednesday night. Because I have no problem, because contrary to the to the belief of the losers, I have plenty of cash to pay an attorney to go after you, you prick. And and you know how tenacious I am, Stephen. No, yeah, yeah. I, you, you have nothing There's else. There's one person you don't want to fuck with, yeah. and it's no. fucking angry Puerto Rican from Long Island. Yeah, no, you don't throw rocks at the beehive. Interestingly enough, I don't throw rocks at a beehive. I, I would never do that. That sounds like a really bad strategy. But goofing on John, I will continue to do. I'll continue to play clips from his show, regardless of whether they're behind a paywall or not, and goof on him. I love that a guy who admits he doesn't shower daily is yes. talking about his work ethic when it comes to getting Oh, yeah. Done. Watch out for this guy. I'm so tenacious. I've never once picked up a broom. I don't even shower or shave or anything. Yeah. But I can get shit done, and I'm coming for you. I have three right. cats, and I haven't changed the litter box in weeks. <laughs> I'm not worried about your work ethic there, John. <sighs> also, this idea is like, people like to think that I don't have enough money to hire an attorney. You've been bitching about $300 hotel rooms nonstop for weeks now. Do you know what attorneys charge per hour? More than that. He's been begging. He's been shaking that cup for over a year yes. for this D.C. trip. Yep. And now that he finally did it, he finally went to D.C., and he's acting like he did it on his own dime. I'm paying with my own money to do this. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, You've then, been asking for money for this for almost a year now. Yeah, then how does everybody feel who donated money for you to take this trip? Because now you're like, well, I didn't need your fucking money. Well, then why are you begging <laughs> you for money for it? twice a week, every week, for over a fucking year? Are you rich or are you poor? Make up your fucking mind, dude. Uh, all right, more uh, lawsuit talk here. Let's get some legal advice from Stuttering John. I do love the idea, though, that Michael Polpak probably doesn't want to talk about work and business at the Yankees yeah, game. I was you know, he, that too. he brought his girlfriend. Like yeah. I, you know, I saw the photos from it. it's like Michael Polpak, Michael's girlfriend, and then yeah. John's sitting there going, "All right, we got to sue this prick in Rochester." He's like, yeah. "All right, can we just take a break from that <laughs> just for a second? And there's a certain idiot that's doing that. And that is idiot is someone in the business or just somebody that, that, that's oh, being a dick? He wants so desperately to be in the business, but he hasn't figured out how to be in the business on his own. So instead, he just, you know, I, I, he knows. Is it a like stockbroker? No, no. no. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Sal will never do that. No, he no, knows. He milks content off off of people like me and Opie, you know, Opie from Opie. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, like he milks content because he really doesn't have a personality, and he well, doesn't. Someone that has a show. What do they have a show? Or are they like? Yeah, but and I don't care. You don't have to tell you they're in the business. No, is what I'm saying. No, no, it's, it's a podcast. It, you know, it's not <laughs> like they've ever been on a show like you and I have. You, yeah. you know, like they have no fame. But the point is, is I don't mind the I don't mind if twenty shows go for me. It doesn't do. matter to me. Yes, you do. The you thing lie. I care about is they play my content. That's what bothers me. And I don't mind if they even play clips of my regular show. Fine, you want to play that. But oh. the shit behind the paywall that is for the people that are paying for my show. You know they fucked it's up. Not fair use. It's not fair use anymore. We've already. Poe Puck's already gone through the whole law. It's not fair use. The whole I law? Charge people. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
That's a lot of books. Yeah. I like that Mox wrote in the Discord, Carl not having a personality would be an improvement, actually. It's <laughs> 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 a fucking idiot. So <laughs> according to John, we're not in the business. We just have a podcast. We've never been on a big show yeah. like these two have. How did these yeah. two get on a big show? Oh, that's right. They did internships. I don't think Grill was ever paid a cent on the Howard Stern show. I think he was just an unpaid intern. Centering John, eventually they're like, all right, here's 20 grand a year if you want to hang out and answer phones for us. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, that's really impressive, uh, guys. And what bigger commercial for his show is there than this show? That's all we do is fucking talk about you, buddy. You know, it's, it's interesting because if we were to say, stop talking about John for a couple months, what yeah. would his viewership numbers go to? Yeah, I wonder about that. I wonder about that, too. Not that I'm willing to take, uh, you know, run that experiment yeah, just yeah. yet, but someday. So the reason why John's going to sue me, guys, in case you're wondering, mm-hmm. it's only because he's in L.A. I'm all the way up in upstate New York. I'm just too far away for him to come over and beat me up. Uh, I, you know, you know, if I can't beat the shit out of you because I live far away, I'll do it in another way. I'll, I'll you know. That's pretty silly right there. He, he literally says that he wants to beat the shit out of me. Oh, and I'm not a tough guy by any means. I would never even pretend to be a tough guy. I think I could probably take John. <laughs> the guy's not in good shape. So the original butthurt came three years ago when you reviewed his podcast, which was not behind a paywall. Correct. And he threatened to break your legs or have someone or have break people. your legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows people. Um, he knows people in New So York. it doesn't sound like he has a great sense of humor. <laughs> About himself. Yeah, it doesn't sound that way. All right, so that's the lawsuit talk. That's the stuff about me. And John, listen, I mean, if you're going to talk about me on your show, I'm, you know, obviously I'm going to address it. Yeah. It's kind of spicy. The way <laughs> the way he talks about me is a lot spicier than Jen and Carol. Yeah. Like, they're not threatening to sue me. They don't want to break my legs and beat me up. Although if John's husband did a potato character to talk about <laughs> us, that would be pretty awesome. That's a good point. I mean, John already looks like a potato oh, now. Yeah, He's yeah, already yeah. pulling it off. <laughs> Yeah, that's what the charmed life looks like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we know that John has plenty of money. He's very well off, living a charmed life. And you know that because he's constantly talking about when he buys his friends food, <laughs> which is something that all of my well-to-do friends oh, do. Yeah, they, they can't shut up about it. Yeah. Like, I used to work at this place called E-Bombs World. Now, the, uh, the guy who started that website, multimillionaire. And what he would do is we would sit down and he'd just like go through the list of people that yeah. he had bought meals for yeah. over oh, the yeah. past year or two. And he would explain to me, like, Carl, we went to this restaurant with this person. Oh, yeah. Let's see how John does it. Yeah, I'm blessed to have, like, you know, these friends in, in Florida because when I get gigs, you know, I, you know, I just stay with them. I get to hang out with them and, you know, you know take them out for beers. Contrary to popular belief. I actually pay for the dinners and the, um, yes. For my Yankee ticket. Yeah, I did because you're making money now. But guess what? I'm making money. I'm on your show and you're making money. Hey, 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 how many times did I buy you lunch? Oh, yeah. I got a bagel with chicken. That wasn't fucking lunch. (laughs) So I like the girl is starting to give him some (laughs) shit back, which is good to see. Yeah. But it's funny, he didn't buy Grillo a Yankees ticket, and the reason why is because Grillo has a job and makes money. Yeah. I've never heard of that being part of the equation when you're a generous yeah. person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm never uh, just like, well, hold on, let me see your bank account. Let me see if I want to buy you dinner or not. I was going to get you a Christmas <laughs> present, but you're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah you seem so, to be doing okay. fine. Yeah. 
That's that's just not a, a consideration. Let me see your pay stub, Crouch, uh. <laughs> before I give you anything. All right, let's talk about more of the spicy who bought who dinner talk. I also took you out to dinner, too, you know. You know, I took you out to dinner, too. No, you didn't. No, <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Yo, wait, I did, too. And you thought it was Bright Shot that was paying the bill. You ordered 17 beers in a half an hour. And then I ate dinner, and then you took your dinner to go home. You didn't even eat with me. <laughs> oh, Story checks eat? out. <laughs> no. You said, I'll take my chicken wings to go. I'll eat when I'm home. I was like, I thought we were eating together. Oh, oh, was this at the pub? Yeah. A, a big well, that's an expensive. It, that, that's not no, wasn't it an expense. It was out of my pocket. I didn't have an expense account. Did I not take your bright light people to the Tonight Show? Yes, you did. And I paid for your dinner that night. Did I not do a presentation in front of our lighting? <laughs> John, and I took you to dinner for it. <laughs> See, John's one of these guys who moves the goalposts, no matter what the oh, conversation yeah, is. Yeah. He's like, you've never taken me out to dinner. No, I did. I bought you. He knows exactly what it was. Yeah, but I did the other thing for you, though, too. Okay. He That's re- not the conversation we're having. He remembers every favor yes. he ever did for you. Well, did I do this? And God, when he gets into that camera, dude, <laughs> I know. Yeah, There's a reason why I paused it right there. Yeah, <laughs> if he ever gruesome. came after me, I'd be like, dude, you win. Just get the fuck <laughs> away from me. <laughs> His stink lines form fists. Yeah, they start punching you in the nose. <laughs> no, not the fingernails. Not the fingernails. <laughs> You need a breath mint for your ass. <laughs> that, is, that is from the bonus show. That was oh. that was something else. All right. So I'm liking Grillo more and more yeah. on these episodes. Grillo, you're welcome to come on WATP, oh, my friend. That'd be great. We'd love to have you on here and talking about this. Because one of the topics that John and Grillo get into whenever they have conversations is Jackie's health. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Gross, I know. Talk about how Patrick Michael puts out an episode. It's all the same shit you've already heard. Yeah. I feel like that's what we're doing now. Because once oh, again, no. they have to talk about Jackie's. Oh, no, don't, please. <laughs> A long time ago, you had told me that you had heard that Jackie the Joke Man passed out. No, come on. Now, here's the thing, Stephen. You and I both love Jackie the Joke Man. Very much. You and I would never goof on Jackie having some kind of seizure or it's stroke or whatever it was. You and I thing. would never, I had two strokes. Not I enough. would never, <laughs> ever goof on Jackie. And you would never goof on Jackie. All right. John just said he would never goof on Jackie. And when I heard that, I wrote down, well, I probably have two dozen examples of John goofing on Jackie. Yeah. So I just did a quick search on my hard drive, and here's a couple fun examples. <laughs> In my book, like the top 10 ridiculous Jackie fucking ideas, you know, the ja- he wanted to do a Jackie museum at his mom's house. I mean, at his mom's? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, the guy. I would never goof on Jackie. Actually, in my book, there's a whole chapter about what an asshole that guy is and what an idiot he is. And I'm not the only one who hates Jackie. Howard hates Jackie, too. This is classic Jackie. This is what Howard hated about Jackie. And this is why Howard, you know, he he loathes Jackie. But it's always because of this. <laughs> Jackie's always his worst enemy. He's always has been. and 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 it's just who he is. Like, he doesn't. He makes really bad business decisions. He never trashes Jackie. He just said, I never trash Jackie. I love Jackie. And then he turns around and he's like, everyone who knows him hates his <laughs> yeah. fucking guts. This is why everyone hates Jackie. 
Oh Jackie got butt hurt, and he's like, well, John calls me a snore. Jackie, it's because you are. <laughs> you are, and you always have been. Okay, so let's go back to the audio of John letting everyone know that Jackie had a seizure. This is what started the whole problem in the first place. This is going back years. Jackie has not spoken to John since this. He's made up with Grillo, but he's not spoken to Stuttering John since yeah. this. Uh, Jackie's not talking to me because of... Uh... Uh, this comment oh, I made oh, on your oh, show. Oh, please tell everybody why Jackie's not talking. I, 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 I'm not going to say it's what the happened. the most ridiculous okay. thing in the world. Something happened to Jackie. I'm not going to say what. No, and, I'll say what. He had a seizure. Jesus Christ. 70-year-old man. And no offense, about a read the fucking room. Hey, yeah. Carl, something happened, you know, with producer Chris, but I don't really want to talk about it. Oh, when he got his dick stuck in that goat at the petting zoo? <laughs> no, that we're not talking about. I'm trying to be vague. I'll talk about it. No, but I didn't want to talk about I'm, it. I'm what I to... said was let's not talk yeah, about Yeah, I'm it. trying to dance around the issue. But this is not John's fault, Croach. This is not his <sighs> fault. This is not you who's ratting him out. It's me. But Ian, his buddy, told me about Jackie's passing out. When I was doing Jackie's documentary. Yeah, I was doing Jackie a favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doing his fucking movie. And I'm doing a favor to Jackie. And then Ian tells me that Jackie passed out. I emailed Jackie right after that and said, Jack, I heard about you passing out. I hope you're okay. You know, please let me know. He doesn't respond because he's mad at me or something. So, which is fine. I can handle Jackie being mad at me, but you hit the nail on the head, Steve. It's probably some of my haters, you know, who, who I, I refer to as losers because that's who they yeah, are. No, they do. They, they, they're on Twitter right now going, you should hear them talk about you. Yeah. He has no idea. He has he no idea. He didn't do anything wrong here. He's on his like third fucking minute of going on about Jackie's yep. health problems. Yep. When Jackie's upset about his health problems being public, and he's like, I don't know why he's mad at me. And then he goes on and on about the fucking health problems. What the fuck, Also, Crow. How are you this fucking dense? Also, saying that the reason why we're in the predicament we're in is because the haters keep communicating this back to Jackie. It's like, John, you know what you're doing right now, right? You're telling them to go ahead and tell Jackie all this shit. Oh, my God. You're showing people how this bothers you and how it's fucking with you, and you're literally inviting it into your life. He can't help himself. I, you know what? And I can't even fucking imagine, like, you know, something happens and, and you talk to somebody as a friend confidentially. I had this problem. And, and, yeah. You know, but don't tell Carl about it because he's going to go to fuck her. And then Carl gets on the air and fucking black. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh, God. Croach, we'll go talk about yeah, that on yeah, a different yeah, podcast. Yeah, let's talk about that <laughs> So, John, because he's constantly projecting. Yeah. John is one of these guys, and there's a lot of people like this. Everything that comes out of their mouth is really ref a reflection on themselves. And this is a perfect example of that. He's gotten so hypersensitive, dude. It's, I don't understand it. Jackie has changed in like the bad way. Like, <laughs> this is the guy who's threatening to sue me. <laughs> he's talking about how he's changed in a bad way. So hypersensitive now. 
I don't know why he's so butthurt over everything. And he's saying Jackie the Joke Man, who still tells gay jokes like it's 1986, yeah. is the one who's sensitive now. <laughs> he's too sensitive now. Like, he just doesn't like you. Yeah. I don't oh like God. you either. No one does. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Star Wars reference, John. I know you'll get that one. Um, all right. So then I give, again, credit to Grillo. He throws in a little jab at John because, as you know, John's a big fan of the Democratic Party and anyone who's a member of it. Before I went to do my, you know, you know, because I do the political show, which is why I was a little late today, because, you know, you know, I was trying to end it, but it was hard. You were trying to convince people that Biden's cognizant? What? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK. He's such an idiot. You know, I mean, do you want me to play you Trump and all the dumb shit he says? Like, yeah, you could, we could do that for days. Yeah. It, you yeah, like, that I agree with you on that, right? You understand I, that I agree like you with took you? over the airports at, during the Revolutionary War? So Grillo says, you know, Biden's kind of out of it. You know, you know that, right? And he goes, yeah, you know what Trump said three years ago? Like, well, okay. Johnny, <laughs> fucking moron. The, the, the idea, this is like a, a retard's political views. They think that you're on one team or the other. Like, this yeah. is not sports. Yeah. It's not the Yankees versus the Dodgers, you moron. That's not what well, this is. And the thing that John's yelling about... <laughs> Grillo is literally saying, I agree with you. You Correct. understand that I agree with Grillo you. Grillo right? goes, yeah, I don't like Trump either. Yeah, we're on the same it's, side. It's, right? it's actually you, very possible you get to it, dislike right? both Trump and <laughs> Biden. It's extremely possible. I know a lot of people like wow. that. <laughs> Go figure. Incredible. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then just because these people are terrible conversationalists, I love that John loses his train of thought because, you know, saying that Biden you know, might have some issues fucks them all up and he cannot get it together. All right. Anyway, getting back to the issue at hand. Yes. Um. It, it, okay. Now I you see. Now you took me off my. Uh, you were going back to the fact that what Jackie uh, like uh, what he would have done when in his position, like you know, like we were talking about how Jackie like has done things like that before in his. Okay. Well, either way, what I was going to say <laughs> is I remember all of us goofing on Jack. I don't know if you would have. Yeah, I think you would have. All of us goofing on. Uh, uh, Jackie. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this takes forever for John to remember. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. At Boy. my wedding, Jackie got drunk and passed out in front of like the bathroom or something like that. So again, this is a clip that I'm props to Grillo for kind of breaking this down a little bit. Uh, uh, Jackie when he passed out at my wedding three or four times and yeah, when but no, Heineken's and, and then he passed out in front of the bathroom door and my friend Danny can open it and hitting Jackie in the head boom boom that was booze this is this is this is like this is a uh like a like a you know a medical issue that he's not been drinking so like you know I've, it, it's medical and it's not cool so it's it's a different situation. Yeah, it's a different situation, John. You know, goofing on someone for passing out drunk is very different than saying someone like, I wouldn't hire him to work in my comedy club. This guy is having heart attacks and strokes. He's, yeah. His health is not good. So in case you're thinking about hiring Jackie the Joke Man, oh, fucking God. John, he's such a moron. What an asshole. Even Grillo is the smartest person on this show. Yeah, he's the voice of reason here. If, if you do a show 
<laughs> I said I wanted Grillo on my show. Now I'm ruining it. If you do a show <laughs> and Grillo is the smart one, <laughs> all right, there's a problem here, and, John. And the voice of humanity and actual compassion. Yes. You know what I mean? For five <laughs> seconds, actually fucking caring about another human being in the world, which is way beyond John's scope. All right. So let's talk about the trolls. Yeah. Because John is very angry with uh, with trolls. It's the same loses that I have, you know. Yeah, I mean, they like to get in everyone's head. You know, they do it all the time. I got this idiot who emails me pretending to be like a friend, and I know he's and I know he's full of shit. Oh, Kevin Brennan was bad mouthing. I know he's a fucking troll. You know, and you know, and I go, dude, if you fucking ever get tell me one more thing about you know any of this, you know, I'll never talk. You know, I'm you know. You know, then you're well, done. The best thing for you to do is do some research and look up the show and see what he said. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I could do that, yeah. but I don't even like. I uh, I know what show he was talking about, uh-huh. Steve. I'll yeah. never. Fu- That's the one thing I'll never do. I ain't fucking. I have. I don't. I have. I don't, research I don't is the one thing you'll never do. To actually yep. go. And, oh, he doesn't care that. You much. know, go back and listen to things. Huh. I. You know. I, he doesn't care that much. I've never heard anyone use the word troll more than Suttering John. Yeah. yeah he's he, used it more times than anyone in their lifetime. He spends a half hour every show, and he dedicates, he ruined the video of his show with a scroll. And he, <laughs> yeah, he so it goes on the entire it's, time. It's not fucking punctuated properly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking endlessly Strokes fucking cannot get over that. I can't. It's so fucking stupid. I love it. It's so stupid. I love it. God. <laughs> I'm guessing he wrote that himself, and it wasn't from the great Michael Bumpark. <sighs> All right, this is <laughs> John. So when somebody says how honest they're being, mm. bit of a tell. It's a bit of a tell, yeah, right? Yeah. Honestly, I don't have pocket aces. So you, I mean, honestly, <laughs> you should probably go all in because honestly, there's no way that I grab trips on the flop. There's no way. Honestly, this is uh, John just being super honest with us. I, you know what, Steve? Look, I, I'm I'm being as honest as I can be. I don't care well, what these trolls say. It it doesn't. They think that they somehow get. I do not care. I love my life. I love my kids. I love my friends. <laughs> I you know I have a great life and I've managed to have the life of Riley, like you know. I'm the Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, no, you're Tom Sawyer. <laughs> yeah, Tom. Huck Finn is actually a pretty good reference because Huck Finn. Only had uh, you know a, a few articles of clothing. Yeah, didn't bathe ever. Yeah. Uh, was was pretty hard to be around. Use the N word a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what do we know about Huck Finn? <laughs> Booked appointments at Yankee Stadium. It's <laughs> great. All right, this is the last clip that I have from here. If, if I'm being super honest, I don't even care about trolls. Nah. They don't even bother me in any single way if I'm being super honest. If I'm even being even more honest, I don't even think about trolls. I've never even thought about a troll. And if I'm being even more honest, I've never even said the word troll. <laughs> That's how honest I'm going to be with you today, Gorilla. But if I'm being regular honest. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? It pissed me off. You know that, that John got his uh, realty license or realtor license or whatever. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine him showing someone a house? <laughs> if I'm being honest... This kitchen could also be a bedroom. Yeah. You know, you said yeah. you needed three bedrooms. This could be a bedroom right here. This living room could be a bedroom. Look, four bedrooms. There you go, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> so he lays stupid. down on the floor. See? <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. 
I brought my bed to show you. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, please remove that. <laughs> please get that out of my house. <laughs> so this is uh, the last clip I have on here is Grillo decides to take over the conversation and lead it because John can't. And uh, you'll never guess what this turns into. Oh, boy. So wait, all right, let's go back to you just spent a couple of days with Scott, the engineer. There's got to be some couple of stories in there. No. Uh, about Scott, the engineer. Well, positive, negative. Like, I'm not. You're not going to tell me anything that he ever tells you, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it either. But you must have something interesting with Scotty the past couple of days, no? Um, <laughs> let's see. What does he call? Let's about? see. Let's see. Well, we went out to dinner. Uh huh. I paid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. Do you have any fun stories? Well, I paid for dinner. Oh, Jesus Christ, John. Honestly, you make yourself look so much worse by explaining how generous you are all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. It makes yeah. me think that it's just the opposite, that maybe you aren't so generous. So, all right. Well, I'm going to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> I talked about last week, I want to go in the uh, Wayback Machine. Yes. And play some old clips. And uh, our, my buddy John Marlowe sends me great clips. Oh, and great. Tons of cool stuff. And he was the one who actually sent me. If you listen to the bonus episode, I know we're harping on this a lot, but we just did it yesterday. It was so fun. Oh. If you listen to the bonus episode, John ends his stand-up routine with the squeegee joke, mm. with the underpants squeegee joke. Oof. And I played a clip from John's very first podcast episode with Tammy Pescatelli and Howie Mandel on, and he transitioned the conversation into, hey, Howie, do you prepare before you jerk off? Do you grab Kleenex? Just so we could tell that story. And be like the funny guy in the room. Like it was a bit from his standup. Oh. No one liked it. It didn't work well. Ooh. I don't know why he thinks that's his closer. Yeah. It's never gotten a laugh. People find it off-putting. But that was uh, an, an oldie but a goodie. And then I haven't even listened to these yet. But he sent me over a couple more clips that I want to play. This is, so he's again with Howie Mandel. Uh -huh. And John brings up the Howard Stern abortion joke. Really? Howard Stern made an abortion joke to Stuttering John? Do I need to explain what this is? We've talked about it a couple oh, times. I, you think, you'd think John would have brought that up every once in a while. Yeah, so John is still uh, butthurt that Howard Stern told him he should abort his firstborn mm. child because he didn't think he'd be fit to be a father. And I'm not saying that Howard Stern has a crystal ball. <laughs> anyway, so this is uh, Howie Mandel explaining to John that that's a joke. That that's what happens when you're on the Howard Stern show on air. The jokes are told. Humor always comes from a negative place. Howie, he told me and my wife, who was pregnant, that I should abort the kid because I'm not fit to be a father. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's, a it's a joke. Yeah, it was a yeah. joke. Yeah, I almost cried that day. Uh, I know, but you I took died that day. I know, but the truth <laughs> of the matter is, it's a joke. No, I yeah. know, I and, know. And, you know, humor, I always tell somebody, because it's kind of funny because it's so horrible and you're saying it to somebody's yeah. face. That's what people love about Howard Stern. Well, that's... Right. Oh, Wait a second. Did John just say he knows that that's a joke? Huh. I just heard John say, I know that when Howard told me to abort my kid, it was a joke. Huh. Huh. That doesn't make any sense because for the four or five years that have passed since this recording, he's brought it up 300,000 dozen oh times. Oh, God. <laughs> and it, it is shocking how much younger he sounds. He sounds yeah. decades younger. Yeah. This, this past couple of years have really taken a toll. Oh, he's not long for this world. 
Oh God. And it's so funny too, because I, I get into these conversations with people all the time yeah. about, we really want John to live on for as long as possible. No one's rooting for John more than I am. Oh, dude, I have made impassioned pleas on this yes. air multiple times get for out. him to please give up the bottle yeah. and get to a brighter future and a better life. Right. And don't even do it for yourself. Do it for your children. I begged you. I fucking begged you. <laughs> do it for over and over again. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he showed you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Spite me. Come on, John. I'm trying to break into show business over here. Help yeah, me seriously. Out. <laughs> Is he in the business? No, no, no. He wants to be. All right, here's another clip from the Wayback Machine. And uh, John asks if Howie ever mentioned John when they had that stutterer on America's Got Talent. Now, this is interesting because John was throwing a fit over this. Howard Stern was a judge on AGT. They had a stuttering comedian. And John was taken aback that it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, you're just like a guy I know who used to work for me. Stuttering John Melendez was never brought up. But Obviously, John knows that behind the scenes, this was a big conversation oh, they were having. Let me ask you, so I, and now this is my egocentric thing, but when you were on America's Got Talent and that stutterer was on, and when you guys went to commercial, did Howard bring it up, like, anything about, like, oh, you know, you know, you know, I used to work with a stutterer all the time. Did, was it ever mentioned? I'm just curious. Uh, <laughs> want me to be honest? No. no. <laughs> of course not. God, of what course a question. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> John, you didn't invent stuttering. <laughs> and when stuttering John isn't around, the other character should be like, where's stuttering John? Yeah. What's where's stuttering John stuttering doing? John? <laughs> did, did Howard talk about me? Did he write anything about me? <laughs> yeah. Did he think about me? Did he think <laughs> did about he me think at all? about me? Um, by the way, if you want to have a laugh, go on stuttering John's Wikipedia page. Yeah. Because underneath releases, CDs, you have stuttering John from One Way Records 94. Uh, Everybody's Normal But Me on Razor and Tie Records in 98. Then in 2021, The Dabbler from Disgruntled Ex-Staffer Records. (laughs) And this year, 2022, Copyrighted Music and Dabbling is coming out. Yeah. Looking forward (laughs) to that one. Glad someone added to that. That's great. That's so great. You hear uh, he got back his original bass player, Algorithm? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy, yeah. All right. Well... I, I hate to make this a Jackie Martling-centric episode, especially considering that Jackie's 74 years old, and this is what we're talking about. But I was listening to Opie Radio, and he had special guest Jackie the Joke Man. hey When I hear Opie, who's 58 years old, and Jackie Martling, who's 74, <laughs> yeah. what I want them to be talking about is TikTok. I want to know what's going on on TikTok. I want to know what they're doing on TikTok. When I think of guys who are plugged into youth culture, <laughs> yes. those first two names. And thank goodness they both deliver right at the very beginning before Jackie even comes on. Opie talks about his TikTok strategy. I'm laughing because I just... <laughs> Uh, you know, I, by now you probably know I, I, I'm making TikTok videos and, I, you know, I'm having fun with them and uh, people out there can't handle anything anymore. I basically said that uh, Johnny Depp looked chubby in the face and, and that made me feel better about myself, especially because uh, over the years I had uh, chicks, girlfriends that all were in love with Johnny Depp. Oh, my God. And to see him uh, a bit on the chubby side, I'm not going to lie to you, it makes me... Makes me pretty happy, and um, 
So I posted a quick TikTok video saying just that. It's Opie Radio on TikTok. <laughs> the way... The women are coming out of, as they say, the woodworks or the woodwork, right? You know, plural that. I don't know. What's up, Benjamin Tucker? How are you, brother? Um, <laughs> All right. So, so Opie's making TikTok videos calling Johnny Depp fat. And that's a very controversial thing that's going on right now on TikTok. Wasn't, wasn't his nickname Tits for like 15 years? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it still is. But yeah. It's, All right. Yeah. No, he's, he's getting the last laugh on, uh, on Johnny Depp. Oh, my God. Which is funny. So it's interesting because when I think of TikTok, I typically think of dancing and music, but apparently it's a perfect vehicle for Jackie's jokes. Hmm. I, I got to tell you, I've been checking out your TikTok, man. Uh, I think TikTok's made for you. You know, those one-liner jokes. It's a lost, uh, it's a lost art form and uh, <laughs> kind of cool that to see it on TikTok because no one's doing it. And I, I think it's I think it's time that it comes back a little bit. <laughs> what comes back? Jokes? What's he, talk- <laughs> What's he talking about? It's about time someone's telling jokes on the internet. Yeah, it is a lost art form, isn't it? What if you use TikTok to make short videos that were kind of funny? I don't know. Wow. Could, could you do weird. that? Weird. Well, because I can tell that you're confused, Grosh. Yeah, very much. Greg Opie Hughes is going to explain oh. TikTok to us. All right. This is this is important information. I don't go on TikTok. I wouldn't know. You know, I, I don't know if there's naked girls. I don't know if there's old men. I don't know if there's people trolling for other other guys. I don't you know, I don't know anything about it, except that it's very easy to load on the jokes and TikTok. people seem to like them. You know, TikTok is made for the hot chick and she doesn't have to do anything except uh, walk into the camera frame with some top on with no bra and she gets 125,000 likes. And like I said the other day, I'm, I'm like writing little video scripts, <laughs> editing, I'm putting music, I'm doing all this crap and I get 128 views. Oh, bitter Opie's coming out. What's with these hot young chicks with great bodies that people want to watch them and not me? Do I need to explain this to you, Opie? This isn't a TikTok phenomenon. This is called life. This is how the world works. This is how the internet's always worked. It's how broadcasting has worked over the years. Show business. Well, the way to get to the bottom of it is to bitch about it with a (laughs) 74-year-old. Yeah. What's going on at TikTok? So hot people. I don't like this. I, I don't like this idea. Opie's claiming that he's writing and editing. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was bits. up with that? What are, you, what oh, are you talking about? Oh, we'll be pulling up TikTok accounts in a moment, guys. We'll get there. <laughs> don't you think I don't have links to their TikToks oh, in my notes here for us to review? But let's just talk about how frustrating it is for poor Greg Opie Hughes to be on TikTok. No, they're just, they're jiggly and 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 they just get insane views on their stuff. It's it's so it's so frustrating. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay, all right. So he's frustrated. Let's take a look at what's going on on TikTok, and uh, I'm gonna share my screen here. This is Jackie's uh, TikTok. Oh boy. Oh god. Oh boy. It's the boomer Instagram. Oh, let's let's hear this joke. Now, that's a tragedy, is the title. (laughs) A couple is zooming along in the guy's sports car. She reaches over, pulls down his zipper, reaches in, starts fiddling around. All of a sudden, a deer jumps out. The guy swerves to avoid the deer, goes down a ditch. The car flips over. Boom, big accident. The cops come up, and the guy is still strapped to his seat. 
The cop says, man, your girlfriend was thrown from the car and she's really, really hurt. You sure are lucky. The guy says, lucky? <laughs> Go look and see what's in her hand. <laughs> far, far away. A guy's at a wedding. He goes up to the band leader and says, do you guys take requests? The band leader says, sure. What would you like us to play? The guy says, soccer, poker, chess, anything but those instruments. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jackie. That first joke was so stupid. It sounded like Jackie wrote that one. Yeah, on the spot. What the fuck was that? It, was, it, it wasn't clever or interesting. It's like she had it. Uh, so she grabbed my cock. And then we get an accident. She gets thrown out of the car. Yeah, that was like, and my cock's still in her hand. It's like from a Stuttering John movie. <laughs> yeah. That would be a scene of that. He's got 15,000 followers for this. All right. Go, Jackie, go. <laughs> I liked that music in the background, too. Yeah. I'm smoking pot. I got my dick out. Now, now I'm thinking, thinking about, about you. you. He's so proud of that song. He wrote that song in like 1976, and he's yep. still fucking playing it oh, every yeah. chance he gets. Yep. Let's watch one more. A miracle. Let's oh. hear. A drunk is walking down the sidewalk, and there's two nuns coming towards him. At the last minute, the two nuns walk around either side of him. The drunk says, huh. "How'd she do that?" <laughs> <laughs> Why do they have to be nuns? I don't know. Okay. Guys, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Opie Radio's up to. Let's check out Greg Opie Hughes on TikTok. Uh, all right, 5,700 oh, no. followers. It's even worse, Boomer Instagram. Because this he's sitting in his car. You know, they should rename the Johnny Depp trial Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Okay. You know, they should rename the Johnny Depp trial Willy Wonka at the Chocolate Factory. Be more funny. <laughs> Do you remember how Opie described this? He said that he, he edits and, writes and edits and produces these videos. Yeah. yeah let's watch another one. I believe Bro, it. What is wrong with your tongue? Bro, All right, so he's looking at pizza that has a lot of toppings on with it. With your tongue. And I guess he thinks that that's too many flavors is the joke. I don't know. All right, let's see what this Weird, one does. man, I'm just getting videos of <laughs> girls with big boobs and uh, basketball videos. And then someone goes, hey, ass, that's the algorithm. They, they, they know that that's what you've been searching out, so they're just giving you more of what they think you like. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my bad. That's funny. All right. So, <laughs> That's really funny. I've never come out in favor of any type of segregation, but I think there should be a separate internet. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I don't know what the fucking year is. Maybe it's like 75 or 70 or something. But if you were born before a certain point, you should just get your own walled garden internet. Yeah. And then all those people can fucking play because this is insufferable, dude. It this, worked in East Germany. This should not exist. And it can work on the internet. It, I totally agree with you, Look, Crush. China's doing great. They're doing just <laughs> China's fine. China's doing they amazing. Got, yeah, they're doing just great. Oh, my God. This is awful. Found this baby bottle in dead. between the cushions of the couch. Been sitting here for a week. Let's see what's inside. Smell 
All right, that's that's enough fun. I hate this. That's enough fun. Jesus, Crows, why don't you like that? <laughs> Holy shit! All right, so now we know what's going on on TikTok between our friends Jackie and and Greg. He was a professional broadcaster once. Yeah. Uh one of the most successful in history. Not just it'd be one thing if we were like, oh my god, he did fucking afternoons in Seattle. You know, you'd be like, wow, that's that's incredible. No. He was the morning show on Sirius XM, on XM Radio and Sirius XM for millions of people to listen to nationally. Shocking. It is fucking shocking shocking how far he's fallen. All right. Well, you know what's even more shocking is the fact that they would entertain this. Uh, Radio Gunk, who does a lot of Howard stuff, um, they want me and you on their podcast. We should do it together. Melinda, Michelle. I forgot her name, but she's uh, she's. Monique. I mean, she's been cool to me. I'm sure she's taking her shots, but in general, no, she's, she's great. She's really smart. She actually came to my show on Broadway. Uh, she's really smart. She came out to my show. It's <laughs> pretty transparent. That's a pretty transparent statement right there. Oh no, I think she's uh, attractive and smart. She came to my show and paid money. It was great. <laughs> she's the best. By the way, Monique from Radio Gunk. I know. I know your your friends are probably listening. If you can get Jackie and Opie on your show, do it. Because Jesus Christ, I don't even know what you would do with that. I'd, I'd retire early. <laughs> I don't know what I would do with that. This show is fun because it has a false ending. And Opie's like, all right, well, we've talked enough. And then Jackie takes offense to that, which is always fun. And so Opie saves the day by asking what I like to refer to as the worst possible interview question you could ever ask someone ever. Well, I think we uh, I think we pretty much did it there, Jackie. You're sick of me already, you son of a bitch. I'm not sick of you. I'm about, you know, you want to keep talking. All right, all right, I'll hit you with this. Can no, you, I'm done. I'm well, done. Get, no, no, you you challenged me, so now we're gonna do this. I was gonna, I was gonna be nice, but now we're gonna do this. Give me one good uh, Howard story or one good story from your years on the Howard Stern show. That you barely told, because I guarantee you've probably told every story by now, but one that you really have never really told or one that you haven't really talked about in a while. I hate that question. All right, next question. Tell me a really funny story you've never told anyone else before and go. What the f- oh, That's not how conversations work, Opie. That's not how you do this. Ah, Jesus fucking Christ. He needs like a, a pre-screener or something. Hey, so what are you, you know, are you going to be on Opie's show? He's really looking forward to talking to you. So what have you been doing lately? Been on any vacations? I would, I would argue <laughs> basic social skills yeah. would be the baseline here. I like that Fudgical wrote, Opie's still trying to pretend he's young by having baby bottles around the house. His kids are in high school. Like his, his kids are, are much, they wouldn't have a bottle like that in the college. That's a really yeah. good point, Fudgical. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that because I don't care about his kids. <laughs> but that's a really good point. So, all right, worst question ever. And then he follows it up. I didn't pull the clip, but he's like, because I, I love the popcorn story. Everyone who listens to Opie Radio loves the popcorn story. Can't get enough of <laughs> Can't it. Can't get enough of that popcorn story. <laughs> so then uh, Jackie's thinking, he's like, well, you know, I did write a song for Rosie O'Donnell. And let's see if Jackie can remember this Rosie O'Donnell song he wrote oh, boy. for the Howard Search. <laughs> Oh boy. I guess this was when Howard was still feuding with Rosie. Okay. This is uh, rain, raindrops keep falling on my head. I get it. I, I found this somewhere. All right. People just stare at Rosie's head. 
That's just because, like her, it's huge and overfed. <laughs> so damn big and fat. Those people just stare at Rosie's head. They keep staring. So I just did me some puking on my shoes. Because <laughs> Rosie just makes me bark. Her oven should blow a fuse. Working overtime. Those people keep staring at her head. They keep staring. And Christ her show. It blows. It's crap all her baloney. She's so phony. She's <laughs> We've so lost the melody. She must weigh as much as a pony. Starts rapping. <laughs> and we never used it. I think, I oh, think that... we're, all, we're getting ready to use it, and I think he made up with her or something. Let me ask you that bucket. <laughs> he never, I can't believe Howard never used it. I'm giving you gold here, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> um, can we talk about something that I've been not talking about? Because I'm an idiot, and I keep forgetting the last two weeks. But March Madness is upon us. Yeah. It's fucking May 1st. <laughs> March Madness is upon us. And we got to find out who uh, has the worst podcast. You all voted. I have the results. So we had Opie Radio in the semifinals. Opie Radio versus Stuttering John. Stuttering John, 122 votes to Opie's 37 blowout wow. victory for Stuttering John That's Melendez. The other semifinal matchup was Sarah Silverman versus Tom Myers. Tom Myers, 112 to 43, another blowout victory. So that sets us up for a finals for the ages. Tom Myers versus the rest of the world versus the Centering John podcast. Any predictions, guys? Have you looked at this yet? Do you know what the answer is? The rest of the world wins. <laughs> yeah, anything but these two. Yeah, how could you even choose? That Stuttering is... John in the finals got 63 votes. Two, Tom Myers, no 39. That's right. Centering John Melendez. The worst podcast The going. worst podcast wow. of the bad podcasts. I mean, and that is a fucking murderer's row of right. shitty podcasts. Like, to say that a show is worse than the Sarah Silverman show yeah. or anything Burt Kreischer touches, like, that's those are heavy fucking words. Thank you, Chris. Carries a lot of weight. I'm not comparing Centering John to the top 100 in Spotify. No. These are podcasts that he should easily be able to be better than. Oh, easily. God. Oh, God. If he just played fart sound effects for, for 30 minutes, oh, yeah. it'd be a better show than the Sarah Silverman show. If you were like, all right, Sarah Silverman or traffic sounds, I'd go with the traffic <laughs> sounds. I <laughs> mean, it, oh. Oh. oh, my gosh. We have done it all today. Oh, have we ever. So you know what that means. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. We just have one more episode before the live show in Nashville, which we're all very excited about. Oh, yeah. If you can be there, please be there. WATPlive.com is where you can get tickets. And as I mentioned earlier, whoarethesecomics.com. Can't you can wait. get tickets to the stand-up show at Never Never with Shuli Egar, Vinnie Paulino, Vic the Review Girl. I'll be there. It's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> and uh, next week, I don't know what we'll be. I don't know what we'll be reviewing, 
But I do know that Kaya's going to be here. From here for no fucking teaser? <laughs> no teaser. You're teasing Kaya? Yes, that's a pretty good teaser, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> All right. I'll producer, allow it. Producer Chris put a note down. Yeah, that I, seems important enough. I apologize. Gross, thank you so much for coming oh, over. Anything you that you want to me. plug, my friend? Yes, please come join me on the subreddit later. My name is Patty Seacups Enlarged Cranium, and I'll be discussing the Nashville show. Come hang out. Awesome. Very good. Producer Chris, you're here. Oh, yeah. All right. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Internet News with Correspondent Abron. From Facebook, Benjamin says, This is for all the fans of JDR in the group. And he posts a Hollywood Reporter piece. Grace and Frankie star June Diane Raphael wrote her character a spinoff because, quote, there's still a stigma around women who don't have children. Mark asks, is there a stigma around insufferable cunts who only get gigs because they're married to the most unfuckable dude on the planet? Josh wonders, JDR fans don't really exist, do they? And retweets stuttering John claiming, on the plane, just book some amazing guests Constantly working, no matter where I am. And comments, yeah, John, I'm sure you get a lot of work done at the pub four hours a day. Travis queries, does he want Twitter to give him a pat on the head or something? Sanchez Pineapple scores with, because even breathing is a chore. And from YouTube, we check in on comments regarding the recent SJ stand-up leakage. Smith Corona writes, This podcast is my dream come true and John's absolute nightmare. This drunk has brought me so much joy and laughter. Holy shit. Cherokee Girl, who is the brave person who suffered through that for our entertainment? Give them the Medal of Freedom. Severius Brandusa, stuttering John is looking quite healthy for a bloated and pickled carcass. Bluetooth reminds us, I'll have everyone know John has said several times that Netflix wants him to do a special for them. Great job, Purple. Mike proclaims, as long as John is under the delusion that he belongs behind a mic in any capacity, he deserves every second of this shitstorm. Long live WATP. And Corrosive Do in the subreddit reports, it's happening. I repeat, it's happening. And posts John tweeting in front of the Capitol building. Morgan's O. He looks and sounds like shit. Flabulo confesses, I didn't think I'd live to see this day. Well, more I didn't think John would live to see this day. Arcona, if the turtle questions go to waste, I want my super chat money back. Flobenstein, so unlikable, a vile human being. Thought kicker, if hangovers were people. Andy Rules points out, can't get hungover if you never stop drinking. Chronic Blastmaster. He's looking more homeless than Opie these days. Deeply unprincipled foreshadows. John looks like a deranged cancer patient uploading his last video before he goes postal. That gave me chills. And Hestia is the bestia plays us out with. He's a cutie. <laughs> Very well done. Yeah, did you see that? No. Uh, so he went to the Capitol. Yeah. He wore his brother's suit. Yes. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> Vinny sent me that last night. The belt. The belt is on crooked. The shirt is like tucked, but then untucked. The fucking pants are not even close to the same size. He looked like he and, was in a cage match with his belt before that photo was taken. 
he looked like every 10th grader that goes to the semi-formal wearing their uncle's fucking suit. Yep. It was so it was fucking, so funny. God, it was comical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I've seen better dressed potatoes. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so someone in the Discord is saying that John right now is announcing why he has no footage from D.C., and saying that it's everyone else's fault. I thought he did get a video or two. I thought he was already bragging about that. Interesting. Are you serious? That's what someone in the Discord is oh, saying. please. No one's ever lied in Discord before. Please. That would be so great. So apparently he had, he had nothing usable. There were sound issues, etc. Yeah, of course there were. He probably pulled his phone out at the urinal. <laughs> like he was talking about. He flew wow. to a different city, stayed there overnight, no. hired a camera. Hold on a second. Go ahead. He took the Amtrak. From New York to D.C. and bitched about how expensive it was. He was complaining about how it was $400 round trip to take the train from New York to D.C. and back. Fucking train? <laughs> train shouldn't be that much, but whatever. I don't know. Because somebody, somebody actually looked that up on the on Dadler's Anonymous and was posting it. It wasn't even close to that. Yeah, okay. Trains are not that. They're not. I just took a train from New York to Philly and it was like 17 bucks. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And they let you drink a lot on trains, which is probably Dude, why trains John was rule. On there. Yeah, trains are nice. Take take a couple airplane flights. They get on a train. You're like, holy shit! This yeah. is. I don't care how long oh, this yeah. takes. This yeah, is yeah, amazing. Yeah. Oh, you can get them walk around. You can, dude. And you like, I was jerking off every fifteen oh, minutes. Oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> it's and great. You're like, can I bring shampoo on here? They're like, you can bring fucking crystal meth on here. We don't give a shit. You know. Yeah. I, oh, I hide yeah. my crystal meth in my gun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you, yeah, don't yeah, to, yeah. you don't have to hide either of those things, sir. Yeah. Both yeah. are welcome here. And we're on a list. Yeah. Hey, uh, Vic, are you, are you there, Vic? Oh, my God. Hello. Vic. Hello. Vic Hello. is here just in time yeah. for... It's time for everyone's favorite game show, To Catch a Dabbler. Are you ready to play To Catch a Dabbler? Good question, Cardiff. Let me ask. Vic, are you ready to play? Absolutely, I am. Crows, are you ready to play? Yeah, I guess. Producer Chris? Yes. I am also ready to play. All right, good. Now that we have that established, let's do it. <laughs> you know, like I went to bed, I guess that was in my head. And then for some reason, and I had a dream that I don't know where I was, but. What did John say next? That all men are created equal? Is that? Yeah, this is stuttering Here John's I have choice. a dream. <laughs> <laughs> First, me and Jay were in the back of a limo, driving, talking about going to see a Yankee game together. Okay. Two. Possible. Casey Armstrong was giving me a hand job, <laughs> and then Tom Chipasano caught us. <laughs> C. It was some kind of restaurant, nowhere I've ever been before, and Artie was my waiter but he didn't know who I was. Four, Jackie, Gary, and Crazy Cabby all died from the coronavirus. Lastly, but Howard was there on his knees and he was crying, begging me to help him to catch. God, I have no idea on that one. The mind. <laughs> I'm going to go with the restaurant thing with Artie, I guess. Yeah. 
I start that one, but then there's the Howard on his knees. Yeah, that's a good one, too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with my instinct. Restaurant. Already restaurant? Yeah. Okay, Crouch? I'll take the Howard on his knees. Okay, Vic, what do you think? I'll take the Corona deaths. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is Vic man enough to catch a dabbler? Let's find out. <laughs> You know, like I went to bed, I guess that was in my head. And then for some reason, and I had a dream that, I don't know where I was, but Jackie, Gary, and Crazy Vic. Cabby all died from the wow. coronavirus. It was like a bizarre dream. Most people are obsessed with but, death, Carl. That's yeah. true, and the coronavirus. That's all for this week. Come back next week to find out if you are man enough to catch a dabbler. Brought to you by After, Palm Swipes After. <laughs> Episode 3, coming soon to YouTube. All right. So I have to say that Cardiff Electric just had Eric Nagel on his show, and huh. it was fascinating. I think by the end of it, Cardiff completely broke character. I don't want to give anything away. It's, it's worth a listen. I enjoyed it very much, but there was a funny reveal. At the end of the uh, <laughs> the end of the episode, and everyone loves Eric Nagel. He's great. Uh, Vic, do we have uh, reviews? Any new reviews that you can read for us? Yeah, I have three for you. Perfect. Perfect number of reviews. Uh, this first one is Stuttering Anonymous. Uh, he says the main character of each show is an aging, failing podcaster, comic, alcoholic, and human being. Somehow the moderator of this podcast manages to bring in various co-hosts who each take a turn in bringing tons of laughs to this decaying matter of fecal and make each show interesting and entertaining. I never realized how difficult it would be for me to age as gracefully as a guy until this podcast came along. Cheers, guys. I look forward to each, every new show. Uh, I think that's a five-star. That's a one-star. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> It's a it's a five. All right. Very good. Thank you. That's appreciated. Yeah. Uh, this next one is domestic terrorism made funny. <laughs> <laughs> I am changing the description of our yeah. show. That's perfect. Did they hear our train <laughs> conversation? Um, he said this aggressive cure for insomnia of a show has an uncanny knack of attracting radicalized white nationalist incels who are hopefully being monitored by the FBI. <laughs> that's a really funny, that's a really funny review, but again, we're on a list. So yeah, that kind of sucks. And uh, this last one, there is was just a report coming. out that showed that the oh. FBI was spying on the electronic records of millions of Americans illegally. Over the last couple yeah. of years, so that's fun. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Of course they are. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dick. What's the oh, last no, one? Yeah, ever since I started um, doing this show, there's been this white van parked outside my apartment. It's <laughs> the weirdest fucking thing. Um, this last one is Leave Comedy to Real Comedians by Noah Hot for Me. Uh, they say the only reason to even listen is their busting of John. Carl or Carl, uh, spelled with a C then a K, however you spell it, is worse than a petulant child with ADHD. Wow. His attempt at humor is pitiful at best. The forced jokes are horrible. They are all over Shuley's Johnson, and they have hitched their horse to a hack comic that is as funny as they are. This show is only good for the John segment. And that's the way the news goes. 
They forgot yeah. that I have a great soundboard, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough but fair. It's really my charm. Is that a one-star review? Yeah, it is. Son of a bitch! God damn it! We work so hard around here. Yeah. Just to get a one-star review from an anonymous person on the internet. All because of Shuley's Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still above water, Vic? Above water? Do we yeah. still have more five-star than one-star? Um, yes, by two still. Yes! Oh! Yes! Two. If we can take that momentum into Nashville, guys, we're going to yeah. be very successful. Two, right. two, two, two. <laughs> Vic, what are we doing for our show in Nashville? Are you going to come up and read reviews? What do you want to do? I don't know. I just work here. Okay. You're right. Free. That's a, that. You know what? That's a really good point. Yeah. I'll let you know. Good answer. <laughs> I'll good let answer. you know what you're doing when we get to Nashville. Okay. Very good. Uh, Bobcat from Philly called into the show. Longtime listener. Met him in uh, Chicago. Yeah. Hey, Carl, it's Bobcat from Philly. I just want to say that everyone has angels in life, and you, Carl, and Croge, and Producer Chris are my angels, and I'm just happy to have you. You what? guys make me laugh. I don't know what I would do without you, and I thank God every day that you guys are my angels. All right, call me back. I'll see you in Nashville. Later. Can you write down a note for my autobiography? <laughs> I'm definitely, yeah, right. definitely putting that in there. That was from the Stut Show. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. You, thank you for saying that. Cause that's a bonus episode. I forgot that I make references to things that some people haven't heard. Um, in John's book, autobiography, easy for you to say, he explains how, you know, not everyone gets an angel, but this guy had an angel and it was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking blowhardy thing to uh, say. Great. What a ridiculous thing to write about yourself. What an asshole. I love it. Uh, all right, Vic, this, uh, you might want to weigh in on this next question that's coming in here. Ooh. Hey, Carl. I'm just calling to get more information on this uh, mustache competition you're having in Nashville. Can anyone participate? Or is it just between the cow photographer and Vic's husband? I was wondering if the review girls were going to be judges. Hmm. And if so, are mustache rides going to be involved? Hmm. I feel like you've really dropped the ball in promoting this. I have, sir. Um, should there be a mustache contest judged by the review girls? I'm intrigued by this. And a mustache. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. But whoever wins is whoever's mustache tickles your asshole the best, Carl. My ass. Your opinion. Yeah, your opinion really matters. Doctor Steve's gonna win then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the winner gets Carl's hand in marriage. <laughs> All right, sir. Good. Good note. I like that idea. Mustache competition in Nashville. I'm I'm all for it. Um, all right, this next one comes in from Paco. Paco's got some theories now. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, he's got some interesting theories that we need to get into here. Yes, sir, Carl. This is Paco. Hey man, tell me the truth, dog. Purple is surely, isn't it? Purple equals surely. That's why you didn't put his camera on. All right, later. Hot twist. Purple is Shuli. Wow, I thought Muttering Jay on Twitter was Shuli. Now it turns out it's oh. purple. Holy dude, shit. Have you seen that Twitter account, by the way? Muttering Jay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is, dude, it is full on inv- 
investigative journalism. Whoever the fuck this is takes yeah. apart screenshots from Stuttering John show and extracts information yeah. in ways that would make CSI writers Zoom. blush. Enhance. Oh, but, Zoom. He, but Enhance. he's doing it for real. And he fucking connects these dots that are like, oh my God, I think he's on it. Like, dude, it's like Dateline Stuttering yeah. John. It's fucking wild. Yeah, when John said that, that was Shuli Shuli, he's like, I'll take credit. Holy shit, I could never pull that off, but okay. Oh, yeah. it's Dude, it's, it's serious journalism going on in that that's, account, and it's unsettling and hilarious. Hysterical. And I love it. Yeah. That's hysterical. Um, all right. Apaco again. There's something going on between him and Cardiff. Yeah, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. Um, I just want to clear something up real quick. I was not on Cardiff's podcast. He was on my podcast. Oh, okay. But I'm trying to get on his podcast. Okay. But I can't get a hold of him. So I started the hashtag unblock Paco. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I could get through to him. Maybe uh, you guys can help me get on his podcast. All right. Thank you. So I guess I made the mistake of saying that Paco was on Cardiff's podcast. And I guess that, fucking I guess that's not the case, but then Paco called back a couple days later and I guess he was confused. Yeah. What's up? This is Pac. Uh, check it out, dog. I messed up and I prematurely spoke. Turns out Cardiff Electric actually put the episode that we did on his feed. So it's all good. It's all Gucci. It's all gravy. It's all right, man. You know, don't 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 trend that hashtag unblock pocket because at this point it doesn't make any sense. And I made a real fool of myself. But willing to say when I'm wrong, and I was wrong. I wishbone I didn't leave that voice message. I wishbone I didn't. All right, later. This is why I love Paco. He's willing to be the bigger man and admit that he was wrong. Yeah. After the show, Vic, can you explain to me what the fuck just happened? Um, Paco's being a fucking retard. Uh, It's getting old. Okay, got it. Got it. Thank you. Uh, I like that somebody posted a a photo of Barf. (laughs) Yeah. From uh, Can't Do That Television. television. And It's it's the father character, just to get a little more uh, nerdy here. Oh, it's the father character. Same guy, same guy. But he's starting to look a lot like Stuttering John. (laughs) Yeah. That's very funny. (laughs) Now, it was revealed that we have a black listener, and people are very excited about this. (laughs) Hey, Carl, I just want to call and say congratulations on having a black fan. That's super cool. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Dick had a great idea. Because whenever when people were like, oh, I have friends who are black, he's like, oh, yeah? How about we do this? How about we do uh, get a free meal at the restaurant if you bring your black friend with you today? <laughs> oh, you got so many black friends? All right, come on, in, come on into Chili's. Free meal if you bring your black friend. Huh? Where, where is everyone? <laughs> Why is nobody here? What's going on? Uh, all right. So this next caller called in. And shame on this person. He totally forgot to do the post-production on this phone call. Mm. Oh, that was a good episode. That Serving John moment was great. I really loved it when Carl said this. And then Chris came in with this line. Yeah, it was pretty good. Work on that, sir. It's from the WATP wrap-up show? Yeah, so apparently people like to goof on my relationship with uh, Anthony Cumia. Apparently, it's not cool. Why? Because it's right for parody? Carl and Anthony sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Seriously, Carl, how does Kumia's dick taste? I was listening to you on his uh, show 
recently. You guys are basically blowing each other. It's fucking annoying. I thought we were just joking I'd love around. to wing a brick at you, you fucking <laughs> sycophant. <laughs> also, Jean, Jen from Jingles Department, Yeah. Um, just so you know, um, you're not being clever. We all know you guys are fucking, okay? <gasps> and I knew serious? as soon as I heard she went with Kumi, to Kumia's with you the first time, I was like, okay, they're married or something. Like, right. So they're not fucking. fucking. No. It's not like I care. <laughs> but you just think you're pulling one over on us. Like, we're not stupid. Also, I listened to your uh, podcast at uh, 3.5 speed because it's as funny as a Vic Henley suicide note. And give Stud Joe a uh, chance on his comedy, man, because he's actually, he's really, he's really funny. You should give him a chance. Don't make fun of him so much. And uh, this is Star Trek guy, by the way. Oh, um, okay. Punching out. Okay, Star Trek guy. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I don't know if that moniker is going to last all that long. Star Trek guy. Not really memorable. Long-winded guy? I think it would be a little better. I thought I had a good appearance on Anthony Kubia's show, sir. I thought I did a pretty good job on there, but uh, apparently we were blowing each other. Yeah, who doesn't love a little mutual masturbation, sir? <laughs> you know, you give a guy one reach around <laughs> on a video show, and all of a sudden you're gay. <laughs> all right, let's uh, crank through these. Oh, so we're doing a stand-up show in Nashville. Have I brought that up yet? Oh, I no did. Shit. Carl, why can't we, as a collective, uh, get John to show up and headline the WATP comedy, wow. whatever the fuck you're calling it, yes. in Nashville? Who are these comics? The, you know, after so the show. Sense. Don't tell them it's for WATP. Right. Call it, you know, who are these comics? Like, right, I think that's what you're calling it. Yep. And he, he won't be any the wiser unless he listens to your show. And I bet we could pull together, like, couple cases of cords for him and uh put him up in a hotel easily uh so for one night Amtrak ticket uh, <laughs> easy 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 and be fucking players he'd have the largest audience ever uh let's do that go fuck yourself i love that idea that'd be great that'd be amazing I know. I, uh, I I woke up today wishing I could hear his uh, come on the stomach bit one more time because God. Oh. I'm sorry I didn't bring that today, Crouch. Oh. I listened to it twice yesterday, so I'm fucking good. Fucking dry. I, I watched the YouTube video and I was like <laughs> fucking dry heaving. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. With the visual of him lifting the shirt up is so <laughs> grotesque. It is so grotesque. Hold on a second. That's actually Vic's closer, too. So let's not oh. talk about it anymore. I don't want to spoil Vic's. Actually, you know, Vic, I don't want to tell you what to do, but if you don't mind doing Stuttering John's act, just oh. verbatim, word for word. <laughs> right. Talk about your ex-wife, Susanna. Be great. <laughs> I'm going to do some Patrick Michael jokes about being a ginger. Yeah. And how we look like clowns. Yeah. That should get a couple of laughs. This next voicemail came in from a very drunk individual. Mm. This was this person's second call. This came in at 3.50 a.m., on Thursday morning, be Wednesday, Sweet. Wednesday night. Yeah. I almost forgot. Brush your teeth. Wash your hand. Wash your hand. After you poop. Okay. Well, thank you for remembering that eventually and calling in with that. <laughs> Solid advice. All right, last I mean, voicemail. <laughs> last I was hammered. I'm sorry. <laughs> last voicemail I'm going to play. Purple is the guy who got yeah. the audio recording. Yeah. By, you mean hero. Go Correct. Ahead. 
Purple is the hero who got the audio Thank recording you. of the hero of the stupid yeah. in Florida. And the controversy around this is that he got an email from Stuttering John. No shit. Saying, you stole my material, gave it to a show, you will be sued. Pretending that he was his attorney, but it was from John, so it's really <laughs> dumber than usual for him. Well, I guess it's probably as dumb as you'd expect. He has so few people in his audience that he can email them individually. So, so that's what we were talking about is that purple thinks that the comedy club gave his email address to John when John complained about yeah. this. But this person has another theory that I think is interesting. Hey, Carl, I have a theory on the whole John emailing purple thing, just because I think this is more Johnish. What if purple wasn't the only person who bought a ticket online and John just emailed everybody yep. who bought an online ticket. Yeah, that makes sense. So you have these random people getting yeah. these emails being like, what the fuck? That's just my thought. You're that or, you know, for a little person. I like that yeah, theory. Yeah. He just threatened everyone with a lawsuit. I mean, if the bartender's <laughs> not going to give him another beer, I don't think the club's going to give out any emails. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. I'm friends with the owner until 12 people show up to my show. Well, now, now we're not friends anymore. He has taken to Twitter before to drunkenly accuse and make threats and all that kind of thing. So I could That's see not that. the stuttering John that I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see him just sending a, a mass email. You mean stuttering John, the guy who put out the album The Dabbler? <laughs> You mean the guy who's putting out the album copyrighted music and dabbling? Oh, That's the one you're talking about? That would be the one. That cool cookie? Vic, thanks so much for coming on and reading some reviews. Anything you want to plug? Uh, No, nothing at all. Come see me in Nashville, though. Yes. Can't so wait. you're doing the stand-up show. Oh, I can't wait for that. Are you yeah. still working on your material? Is it ready to go? What's going on? Uh, it'll figure itself out, Carl. <laughs> it will figure itself out. Vic, are you going to do the bit about how your grandfather used to sleep standing up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Vic. Did you see the latest art that came out? It was on Twitter, probably in the subreddit. <laughs> yeah. we, were, no. we were talking about the Axis powers on the oh, creep off yeah, yeah, yeah. weeks and months ago. And somebody put together an illustration that shows me representing Germany Vinny representing Italy, and then Vic's Japanese stepfather <laughs> was the third country of the Axis powers. And it really is brilliant. It's a great illustration. You got to share that with oh, your stepfather. Yes. Get it tattooed on you. Oh, God. I'll, I'll make it a whole leg piece, honestly. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You got, you got another leg. You yeah. do that. Come on. <laughs> Vic, do you do a lot of crowd work in your stand-up? Um, I try to, but I really like people in Virginia are really boring. Oh, okay. Maybe Nashville will be more exciting. Uh, we'll see. I got an idea for you for crowd work. You'd be like, uh, you'd be like, Hey, Carl's here. Shut the fuck up, Carl. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. <laughs> Shit. It works on me. I like it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. I'm burning all my best material right now. <laughs> All right, Vic. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple weeks in uh, Nashville. We're going to have a lot of fun. Of course. Of course. Mr. Vic will be there. The cow photographer. It's going to be a whole thing. (laughs) Jesus, I got to go. This is getting stupid. (laughs) Bye, guys. Are we done here? I think we are. Okay, (laughs) folks. Guess what? The episode's episode's over. over. I got to go. Good. Bye. Bye, Donnie. Goodbye. Bye, Vic. Bye, Carl. <laughs> Bye, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> He's just thinking about each of us. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>